0: Hello, listeners and listenettes of the internet. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Fun Filter podcast. I'm Jordan, and I'm joined as always by Sam. Hello, and Eddie. Hello. Do you have a thing you wanted to do? Um,
1: I wanted to. Um, a video went up on the Fun Limited page yesterday uh, that I regret. I don't regret what some of the things I said, but I regret that it was uploaded. Um, so I'm sorry about that and um apologies to uh Fidzy. i i didn't mean to put you in that position i didn't know that would happen um i didn't even know it would be sent to be honest but uh needless to say uh i'm sorry i just wanted to i wanted to get clear there um
0: so, yeah okay so um we have things to discuss for this is the podcast okay
2: the first thing i've written down is the irishman okay so Jordan, yes. Let's
0: start with because Eddie's eating brioche, by the way. <laughs> yes, I am. It's worth traveling, But I wonder where you're going to go from here because first podcast it was Skittles and Pringles, wasn't it? Yeah. And now we, you know, by episode one nine we've graduated to brioche. And where the hell do you and diet tonic water and diet tonic water? So I where the hell do we go from brioche along
2: the way? Yeah. I, just, I just, one of these days I'm just going to come in and eating like a full dinner, just yeah, <laughs> a full Sunday roast, carry <laughs> on oh, pheasant. pheasant. Yeah. I do have a pheasant. No,
1: I'm working class.
2: <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go any further into th- that idea. Uh, yes, okay, we've all seen The Irishman. Yes. yes. Um, so, yes, Jordan, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I like The Irishman. I It is a very long film, obviously. It's yeah. three and a half hours or three hours twenty, something like that. I didn't get through it in one sitting. Uh, I don't think many people. I've heard online that some people have devised a system for watching it episodically. I right. don't know if I did that system. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a uh, it's a very it's not one of his best films, but it's a pretty solid outing by Scorsese. Um, and yeah.
2: Okay. What what were you then, Okay. It's light, in my opinion. Okay. I think it is too long. Maybe it would have benefited from splitting it up because I watched it in one viewing. Okay. And uh, you know, he okay, yeah, he he now makes longer films. We know he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How
0: long was Wall Street? It's about three hours. Okay. Yeah, so I haven't it's seen... It's at least three. What's the one in between? Silence. Silence. How long is that? That's very long as okay. well. Okay, yeah.
2: But I, I think the difference between this and Wolf of Wall Street is Wolf of Wall Street to me, although long, and at times you notice that you're it mm. is long, I was enjoying that. It's, you know, all about... It's quite sort of debaucherous and full of mm-hmm. chaos, so it's quite a lot of fun to watch. Right. Whereas with this, there's only so many times I can watch... A mobster kill people.
0: Does he kill a lot of people? And I only remember like three or four hit scenes.
2: It I just it got it got to the point it's like, Oh okay, yeah, this person died and then it you know, like he's walking along the street and he kills him. Then when he has to I mean we I feel like we should have done a spoiler before. Because I, yeah. <laughs> <started>, I just <laughs> casually
0: started talking about it. Well, you said that he like It's, it's a, a, a true film. obviously
2: people yeah. are going it's to It's die. a true story as
1: well. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, um, well, it's a an version. An true story. Yeah, It's yeah, a yes.
2: version of yes. one story. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because this is the version in which Frank has killed... Uh, uh, kills kills him. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's obviously disputed as to whether he actually uh-huh. did. But the, it's, a, it's the scene where, where it gets to the point where he's killing... He kills Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think by that point, again, as I said, I think I was just switching off. And it got to the point where that happens, and then I looked at the runtime, time, and there was still like 45, 50 minutes left, and I'm right. going, fuck's? Yeah. like, fucks. I, like, I was tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that helped.
1: Yeah. I think that it's like, it's obviously really well made. It's a Scorsese film. Yes. You can't criticise the making of it. I think it's probably his longest film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. I think
0: it's his most expensive film as well. Yeah. So in terms of, of the CGI,
2: um, yeah, in yeah. terms of obviously because it's not really been in cinemas, yeah, it does look terrible against its budget. Budget the box office, yeah, its box office is six million. It's like one hundred and fifty
0: yeah. million. It's made a six million back, yeah. Yeah. but it's on Netflix, yeah. which I think the only reason uh, it's in cinemas, I imagine, is so that it's, it's an old contender. Yeah, mm. so they've released kind of like done the bare minimum in terms of a cinema release. Well, cool. I, I mean, it, I was something I've got. On the list, which I'll just say, mm. I
2: don't. I assume it is on at their cinema because Netflix have bought a, they've got right. a cinema in New York now. Oh, okay. maybe. So I'm assuming it's on at that cinema. Isn't
0: yeah. the um, the qualifiers for the Oscars? It has to show in an LA cinema for at least a week. Yep. Okay, so it wouldn't be a qual- an awards qualifier if no. they showed in Netflix cinema
1: in the net. Not alone. No, they no. It, they they've out. done a limited yeah.
2: release. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So I can't. There's nothing I personally like disliked about it. I think it's just kind of a law of diminishing returns for me with Scorsese. Of like, we have seen this kind of story done before, not precisely this way, but you know, it's kind of a good fellas. Yeah. It's on those tracks. And I've just seen it done. I I, I did, like Scorsese films now, a lot of it seems to be oh, that actor sh- has shown up and is in a Wigan. Uh, a suit. Yeah. well, oh, that actor has shown up and is in a wig and a suit. And I don't know. Like I just found it sort of unvital. I suppose would be mm. the
0: word I would use. Mm. Not unnecessary. I do find it strange that the the more kind of interesting narrative aspects of the film don't really kick in until like the last half hour. No. So it's interesting that it's as long as it is when, for most for the most part, ostensibly it is just kind of another mob film. You know.
1: I know when he kills Jimmy Hoffa, it's it's sort of meant to function as the, well. The whole film has been building to this. Yes. Yeah. And I I guess it was executed in the way it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess it was executed in the way it was. To sort of highlight the casualness of of you know like it's where, weird, yeah it's like, not melodramatic oh it's it's he's just, like yeah, dead it's I get weird, that pretty much yeah. But yeah by the same token I didn't feel the punch that the film wanted me to feel when no, he was I, killed no I,
0: I I took that as intentional that like oh he's just he's just dead yeah that's what I'm saying I yeah. think
1: that was the intention but You're as a result to... as well I've been watching for three hours. And, okay. And now it's kind of that's the thing. Out of all the films he's done, it feels strange that this story is the one that gets the 210-minute runtime.
0: Yeah. It doesn't feel like it
1: warrants that.
0: I mean, I don't feel like the the hits the only hit that I thought was kind of fun slash cathartic mm. was Is it Crazy Jimmy or something like that? Crazy Joe. Crazy, Crazy Joe. Joe. His when they kill him in the Yeah, time.
1: yeah, I'm not saying I want it to be yeah. um cathartic in that, like violently cathartic. Yeah. Just narratively cathartic. Okay. And, I, I mean...
0: But it's not. That's a personal thing. No, I no, just, but, yeah. like, Hoffa is his friend. Yeah. He's, he's Frank's friend. Frank doesn't want to do this, but he no, has no. to do it. It's yeah. not supposed yeah. to be, like, cathartic. It's supposed no, no, no. To be...
1: Narratively cathartic. Not emotionally cathartic. Yeah. I don't want to feel like, ah, oh, yes, he did it. No, just, I know. Just in, the, in a way that, like, even something that's unresolved and unsatisfying can mm-hmm. be narratively cathartic. Right, Because okay. it reflects the... Intention of the filmmaker or mm. whatever. But
0: surely, because this is a hit he didn't want to perform, surely what the fallout of it would be more kind of interesting slash cathartic than the hit itself, right? Yeah, yeah. But, but that's my point is I didn't feel that. I didn't feel You mean after me the hit as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah. didn't get what, you know, when when a film is over three hours long, there needs to be some reward
0: yes. at the end of it. And yeah. I didn't
1: feel. And again, you could argue. It's sort of the same with The Wolf of Wall Street where a lot of people were arguing. Yeah, its critics are saying it's excessive and it's over the top. And then you had its defenders saying, um, well no, that's it's deliberate. It's it it, it wants to yeah. make you feel like you're kind of sick with excess. Yeah. And yeah. for a long the long time I didn't buy that, and I'm not sure I do now. Um but I, I kind of understand the argument. So I could also understand people saying about the Irishman that the ending of it it's not meant to be fulfilling. It just ends because the reward for a life of murder and lying is you're left alone in a nursing home. Yeah and it, anonymous and because it doesn't end he's sitting there
2: yeah yeah yeah, ends. yeah. he, he doesn't even he yeah we don't with even, him asking for the door to be left over yeah yeah. I even, yeah yeah I, yeah he, you we, know like a the door left open
0: yeah but, but we don't even see him die you, no like you would think in a story like that it's like oh the final frame is him dying but we yeah. don't even get that so no. i would
1: completely get that argument of where well, you're not meant to feel kind of complete when it's finished yeah. you are meant to sort of feel empty yeah but a 210 minute film is like, I need something more than that. I can't, yeah. you can't leave me feeling yeah. empty after I've given almost four hours of my life to this thing. Yes. It's, um. I don't know, but that is a personal thing. And I, because well, like, I also acknowledge at the same time that they de- they executed their intent
0: perfectly. Mm. Yes. You know, I would, I would argue. But yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure this is the film score series Wanted to make. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Minus yeah. the title, which I which threw me no. off the first time I saw that. Yes, because uh, in the film the title is "I Hear You Paint Houses." Yeah, yeah which, which is the title of the book that it's based yeah. on.
2: Yes, and they've done it because because of the book, and it's a nod to both. So it's like,
0: well, they wanted to call it
2: that.
1: Yeah, I think, and, and the studio's like the Irishman. Called yeah, the Irishman. so
0: you get that title at the start, and then the Irishman. Why? Yeah, yeah. Why did they want to call it the Irishman? I
1: don't know, I, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that was a not creative decision no no. I think I, I think I heard an interview him say they wanted to call it The Irishman so, yeah. um, so we, but we, we wanted to call it that so we had our cake and ate it so. yeah because
0: yeah. I don't know what The Irishman yeah. achieves as a title that I heard you paint Houses doesn't
1: are, I don't know it's, just, it's kind of I don't know I was going to say it, it adds a level of kind of not mystery because it's the Irish who was that mean because De Niro
0: one. is is Irish he's like the only Irish yeah, yeah. character in the film yeah yeah so okay yeah, it's like, he stands out amongst yeah, yeah it's making a point that okay yeah. he's going to be our vet, but the film obviously makes clear that he's a main character yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. why does the title it's also
1: to... it's called I Hear You Paint Houses isn't it like,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah it's that pivotal scene mm-hmm. although the mob and... is now going to have to get some new code words <laughs> yeah <We>, yeah you know, <laughs> The, 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 that, that's the clip that every show has been using
1: as well yeah. it's him on the phone with Which, Peter, you know, yeah you know um, oh you, you paying houses and so it's that's what it's called yes yeah, yeah. Um, in the same way that Al Camino is actually called I was just about
0: to call back to this the, yeah. the last
1: frontier yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so no, like no complaints per se just it felt like okay
2: one of the complaints I do have yeah and I don't know whether it's because it's... Those were the guns that were around at times. So it may well be that those... How those kind of guns sound. Yeah. But I kind of felt like
0: the guns felt quite fake. Like, the, the noise okay. they make. Fake in the sense that they don't sound like movie guns? Or they don't sound like guns? Because movie guns sound and like, guns sound different anyway. I d- I, yeah, I didn't think it sounded Normal like an Normal gunfire sounds yeah. actually kind of pathetic when you play it next to, like, movie gunfire. Yeah, yeah it's like a
2: pop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um. I, d- I, d- I didn't think it was either. And I okay. think that I think that was probably... the. But I remember just going... I remember this sounds like a toy gun I had as a child. Like, oh, okay, okay. But it' worse. Okay, okay. Uh, That's not something I picked up. Yeah,
1: I don't pick up on that personally. Um, um, uh, it's um, I do have a complaint, and that is that while I wasn't mostly wasn't put off by the de aging technology, I thought it you know it worked quite well. Yeah. I I sort of went in obviously erroneously expecting a much younger De Niro. Yes. I thought we were gonna get. Like, from Bickle era, mm. De Niro, through to now, or even older, as the film does. Yeah. Uh, so I was a bit disappointed when we were getting,
0: like, at most Goodfellas. It's yeah, not... Yeah, right, I'm not entirely sure. I think I read a, a thing somewhere where I think the youngest Pacino is, is, yeah. like, 39. Yeah, the So yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. like... They don't really go below their, like, late 30s. No. Because there's it, not like, really a time in the film where any of them really look like young men. No, and right. I am saying, like, at their
1: youngest, they look about
0: 50, Yeah, I would
1: say. Like, again, good fella sort of age. Mm. And yeah. So that was a bit disappointing. And also, their physicality never matches the age they're supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, like, no. De Niro moves like an old man yes. all the time. Yes. Like, when he, he kills t- Crazy Joe yeah. and throws the gun into the river... It's just kind of like you can tell it's laborious. He was like, you yeah. know, it's creaking as you I don't it. know.
0: I kind of like that though. I I, I picked up on it <laughs> okay. as well as yeah. like, a, "Okay, this is clearly just because the yeah, actor is yeah. aged." But I don't know. There's something appealing about how kind of like awkward the movements are. I don't know, but because yeah, yeah, it's like, just a something... guy as well. Like, it's not like there's a veracity to the like... hitmen.
1: Hitmen, the mob are not mm. elegant. You know, no, they're not no. like, no, they're not. they professional fight. hitmen. No, no, and there's no. a veracity to you know being clumsy, and yeah. kind of walking in and kind of not moving like a ninja. Mm. But it was—it's the kind of awkwardness that's a result of, uh, oh, yeah, of being a geriatric. Yes, yeah. that's that's And, and that was the problem. It's like when he kills Crazy he kind of spins, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. and like like you know, and, and wheels? wheels the, yeah, yeah. yeah wheels the pistols. And it's uh, it just came across as doddering rather than <laughs> yeah. Yeah, clunky, and it wasn't meant to be either. I think it was it was meant to be smooth. Oh, okay. He walks in,
0: turns, spins, shoots. Yeah, because it kind yeah. of as he spins, it sort of transitions into like a panning yeah. of the whole room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is supposed to kind of tie it together. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was it was that was a bit distracting. Okay. But no, I think the de aging technology was pretty good because I do It was good considering the, the thing. Yeah. The thing that sold it for me was that I couldn't tell at what point in the film they look the most like they actually look in real life, you know? There's no right. point in the film where I feel like, ah, oh, we've reached actual De Niro. Man. So De Niro definitely looks like he does
2: in the nursing home. That's the, that, <laughs> that is the closest, yeah. yeah that might be the closest, yeah. With that,
1: they probably, there was no ageing. Te- they probably just a bit of makeup. Yeah. It's like,
2: yeah. We're going to make your hair even greyer than it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you can do
0: that. But like with yeah. Pesci, like the final couple of scenes with Pesci where he's like trying to like, Break the bread, and he's just like shaking. Yeah, and like, yeah. That looks older than Pesci looks now. Yes, yeah. So there was, there was like, oh, we've passed that point. I didn't even realize. You know. Yeah,
1: I like. I mean, De Niro is perfectly fine in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it felt like he stopped turning in great performances quite a long time ago. I think this is one of the better
0: ones he's done in the last decade. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it, it's perfectly like functional. It doesn't feel like a. Powerhouse performance. Yeah, no, well,
0: that. I wasn't really clear, and I don't know if this is just a product of the film or a product of the performance. I'm not really sure what that character's supposed to, because there's interviews where, like, apparently De Niro brought this book to Scorsese, yeah. and he ended up getting really yeah. emotional about yeah. the character, and that's what sold the film to Scorsese. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have to. Yes, he yeah. cares this much. We have to do it. Yeah, but the character feels very just kind of like, yeah, that's I'm just kind of here. That's you know? not reflected in the no. In the performance, is he
2: yeah. exec producer, De Niro?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense, something it's something like, like that. Yeah, um, like, I didn't feel, even though, like, when he's has to kill Hoffa, you can tell he's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, he just seems a bit like, oh, I don't really want to do that. As opposed yeah. to, oh, my, you know, my cl- one of my closest friends yeah. here, I'm going to have to kill him.
1: Yeah, and I know, like, with, uh, like, in Heat, uh, which was De Niro and Pacino's first film, yeah. like, the kind of, not the joke, but the, the sort of established dynamic is that De Niro is, like, the button-down, low-key actor. Mm-hmm. Like in Taxi Driver, where it's you know it's not Joaquin Phoenix crazy. No, it's, yeah, it's very subdued. And Pacino is over the top and fiery. Mm. You know, oh that whole thing. Yeah, and that's sort of there in The Irishman, where Dino is kind of more passive, and Pacino,
0: yeah, is Pacino. Yeah,
1: but that is a problem I have. with it. I think that there's a good chance all three of the leads will be up for Oscars, mm-hmm. and Pacino, but Pacino is just playing Pacino because he d- he does that same voice in every.
2: Yeah. Film then, he's in. This is the same to me, this is the same Pacino you saw in Ocean's 13.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After like the 90s, mm. he just started being Pacino. <laughs> De Niro is fine, and Pesci, yeah. it was nice to see him not do a Pesci. Yeah, Pesci's but not actually pesci. Part I of think that, I would he imagine. Was the
2: best performance.
1: I would agree. And I would agree that um like that character is meant to be almost like a subversion of what Pesci is known for doing. Mm. But also it's probably a necessity because Pesci can't do the Pesci thing anymore. Yes. No. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, and that's what Stephen Graham basically fills that yes. void. Yeah.
2: yeah. Of playing a role Pesci would have played 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. I, I mean, I am interested to see what because Pesci came on board because of De Niro. Yeah. So I'm interested to know like what that conversation was. It's like because a part of it apparently was, look, we we might not do this again. Yeah. Yeah, we're all we're we old <laughs> as fuck. Now. Like, and, and we might, might not do. We might f- not get another. The chance.
1: film sort of is, you know, reflects that almost kind of a matter way, and mm. it's the end of the mob thing. Of like, yeah, this is the last. It 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 would it would kind of feel wrong if they did another one after this. This feels like a. Final statement. I was gonna say yeah, and, it, Last and it's Testament. got it's got, the,
2: it's got the it's got Pesci Pacino and De Niro in yeah. Scorsese.
1: Yeah, it's like this is it. This is the flight, the Magnum Opus. Yeah. Ideally it functions
0: as the Magnum Opus. I, yeah. of that. But it's not a Magnum Opus. No,
1: Goodfellas <laughs> remains <laughs> the Magnum Opus. Of no, of, I, of the mob movie. Yeah. Anyway. I feel yeah. like
0: when taken um as a film on its own, it's sort of like it's fine, you know, you watch it, don't watch it. I don't think yeah. it really matters whether It's not like, oh, you have to see it, but it's also not a film that you should avoid either. No. But I think the film becomes better when taken in the context of Scorsese's career. I think so. This is the longest film he's done. It's mob movies, which he made his name on. It's bigger. It's got all these great actors. Yeah. And the ending, which for me is like the best part of the film, is after the Hoffa hit, when they start to get old and they're getting like, they're all in prison and like they're all dying off one by one. It's a shame that that's kind of less a feature of the film. Yeah. Because I feel like that's kind of... um, the film maybe could have done a bit more with that. Well, this is a dare I say, right? I think but yeah, I agree, I agree with you. It ru- I think it would ruin The Irishman if Scorsese was to do another mob thing. I think this yeah. has to be it now. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time...
1: I know, I know. If he wants to do another film that's like maybe two hours long... Yeah. And Because like, the other thing, he did Goodfellas, mm. which again, as far as Scorsese is concerned, actually mob movies in general, that is the magnum opus. Yes. But he did The Departed after, the good, after Goodfellas. Which I also love. Yes. So, like, if he wants to, but yeah, just because of the subject matter, it feels like this is should be the end. Well, yeah, it feels
0: it feels like a send off almost. It does because like like, the the film, there's a point where the film just kind of feels like, oh, it's still going, and not like in a negative way, just like oh, any Mm -hmm. other film would have ended by now. But we're watching De Niro get old. We're watching him like fall over in his house. We're watching him being put in an old. I would say if
2: they had ended it with him killing Hoff,er I would have been fine. I think that's my problem. If they'd have just ended it with yeah, he's done that. And then that was I would have been fine
1: okay, okay, I think there's like okay, so if you quite a few critics say that it's it's profound in the sense that it explores that the decrepitude of it of of those characters, and you know it's something that he hasn't done before mm. it's not profound because here's the thing I, I like that they do that in the film mm. but it's just an extra shade to what he's done before there's nothing uh, surprising about it, no, it's like uh, you know oh they all end up in prison or dead I like, mm. yes <laughs> I sort of I, so watching Goodfellas you have that in mind of like what at yeah, the end of all yeah. this they're just going to end up dead or yeah like, they're not just going to yeah. get away with it no th- so it's, it's certainly not profound it's nothing that I you know no. it's like oh I hadn't considered that before it's like no. yeah it, it's
0: inevitable yeah. yeah maybe
1: that you know and maybe that's okay. I was
0: wondering because obviously the the framing device of the film is De Niro and the old folks home, yeah. kind of talking to camera. Yeah. And then one of the last scenes in the film is him talking to like these cops who are like you know obviously they're sort of they're on the Hoffa case. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was going to be the conclusion is that De Niro has like he's kind of realized oh there's nothing really left to defend so he's kind of telling his life story to these cops. Yeah. So hmm. I thought it was kind of interesting that. I don't know. Actually, I don't know what would be more interesting if they did that, or if they went with what they went with, which was to the bitter end. He kept the f- the secret of
2: yeah, but he yeah. wrote, wrote. I was saying right? yeah. Well, yeah. I think it, it's. Did he write the book, or was it written about him? Let's have a look. Uh, no, the book was written by Charles Brandt. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. who's, so who's who's that?
2: Just a writer, I would imagine. Okay, uh, he's a former investigator and writer. Oh, oh okay, cool. all right.
1: Oh, so maybe he's one of the one of the guys he's talking
2: to. Yeah, maybe. But as far as I, th- I think I'm aware, they've gone with how it ends in the book. Okay. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, the film is more of a theory, isn't it? The, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, so many people have confessed
2: to killing Hopper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hopper. Hop,
1: hop, Hopper. Dennis, Dennis Hopper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, the, yeah, this is one version of events.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind
0: of, you know, um, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. Um, it's long. It's it long. I will actually. I yeah. Oh, let me quickly check what that proposed viewing. It's two hundred nine minutes long. I, I
1: yeah. I, I I'm weary of that. Like I completely understand if you don't want to watch it in one sitting. Like I get yes. that completely. But I don't think you should impose a, like an episodic structure on it. I either.
0: can't really advocate for watching it in one go because I didn't watch the one. No, go. that's fair. I don't know if. I well, I watched it in two.
1: Uh, yeah. But like w- in the yeah. same day. I watched Hour and a Half, had something to do, and then went back to it. So
0: it was essentially one viewing. Yeah. I think but, I think though, yeah. I think for most people because I mean I watch I mean we all kind of watch films a lot. I watch yeah. films a lot and yeah. it intimidated me the running time. Yeah, yeah. So if it if it
1: makes people oh, no. increasingly, like the, the wider my film palette becomes, yeah, the more longer run times are unappealing.
0: Yeah. I, yeah.
1: I guess that's kind of obvious in the sense of I watch more, so I, I want them to be shorter. Oh, wow. But I've also, over the years, kind of accrued the the general impression that
0: a film doesn't really need,
1: need to be longer than two hours long. No, it doesn't. If I were you to, can say everything you want to say in two hours. If
0: I were to say the run the the amount of minutes that yeah. each episode, quote-unquote, lasts, would yeah. you know roughly where in the film we would be? Oh, God, no.
1: Okay. No, 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 no. All right.
0: Because one thing I will say about it is... In that case, uh, listeners... Uh, you interrupt me a lot this episode. I'm sorry. I, I No, it's just because I'm aware that if I okay. don't say things, I'll just forget about okay. them and they won't be addressed. So, listeners, I encourage Kevin Sweeney, a journalist named Kevin Sweeney, apparently devised this system. So if you're interested in watching The Irishman and you really don't think you can do the 3 minute 20 runtime, look up his system. 3 minute 20? 3 hour 20. <laughs> yeah, if it's 3 minute 20.
2: <laughs> you've got no yeah, excuse really, which, do Which do version did you watch? <laughs> I'll watch that for 3 minutes and 20.
0: <laughs> But yeah, apparently he's devised the system. Oh, okay. So if you genuinely don't think you can do the runtime, but you do want to see it, maybe look that up. Maybe is it, like, okay, oh.
1: but what's the fun filtered uh, recommendation? I say if you can, if you think you can do it in one, do it in one.
0: Yeah, I would have preferred to watch yeah. it in one.
1: So yeah, I just plan don't don't rewatch it. I'm not you gonna don't rewatch. No, but that is another problem with extended runtimes is you're you're in no rush to watch it again. No, I'm not saying yeah. that everything has to have good rewatch value, but. That that kind of runtime is really an event of like oh god I'm kind of in the mood to
0: watch that but it's two fucking two hundred ten. Well, the question long. is, if it was a shorter film, would it have more of a? I know it would have more of a rewatch value. Yeah. take like Blade Runner twenty forty nine for example, right. which is also a very long film. Yeah, but I feel like if that was a shorter film, I still don't think that has much rewatch value because it's very like. Well, I don't. It's, know, it's very told Just because
1: I we saw that in the cinema. Yeah, and I have a DVD, and I really loved the film. Mm-hmm. And I've wanted to re-watch it loads of times. And since seeing it in the cinema, I never have purely because of the runtime. Okay. So, cause, and yeah, because it is a very languid I've only watched film. it. Yeah. It's
0: not dense Yeah, way. you sort yeah. of like bathe in it as opposed to experience. it. Yes. You know? Yeah. But with The Irishman, I feel like if it was like two hours or yeah. whatever, then it is the type of film that you could just like, oh, I'll stick on The Irishman and I'll just yes. that. You know, because Scorsese does
1: make, the pace is always... Very well judged, and like with The Irishman, I think that considering how long it is, it's, it's not there's not much fat, no, it's not an indulgent no. film in that way. Mm. It's indulgent just in its subject matter, but it doesn't feel like well, that was a totally unnecessary scene. It's quite tightly written for 200 yeah. I yes. feel like you'd have yeah. to
0: properly comb through it if you were trying to
1: find stuff. To yeah, get rid well, of. you mentioned before you said you wouldn't know what to take out, even no. though you wanted to be shorter.
2: Yes, I, I said to Sam, I was like, I, I wouldn't know what to take out no. in terms of it. Yeah. Cause I said with the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, there are things they clearly left out about Jordan Belfort. Mm. mm. This feels like they didn't know what to put on the cutting room floor, so they just kept it all in. Okay. They went, We've got this book by Charles Brandt, we're gonna do
0: this book. We've got De Niro, we've got Pacino, we've got we've we we're them doing the screen time.
2: All of it. Yeah.
0: And we're giving them the screen time. The
1: interesting thing is that kind of Steven Zalian I think is known for writing quite long scripts but at the scripting stage it must have been at least 210 pages long oh yeah, yeah. so that's the interesting thing of like I, I mean I can't fault him for that because no it's fair but that's thing a long time to because write because the film is not languid because it's not just a visual spectacle mm. it is dialogue and plot and scenes and things happening 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 yeah. constantly like that screenplay would have been incredibly long yes you know it would have been at least 200 pages long mm. yeah so I wonder whether he wrote it as kind of a first draft. <laughs> I'm like, Right, I oh, will cut it down. I'm like you know what, actually, it's kind of it's all there. Yeah,
2: let's yeah. just make that. You, you know. know, maybe. Yeah, I will say, I did quite like Ray Romano in it.
1: Yeah, he was surprisingly yeah. surprisingly quite good. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: not yeah. that he. I thought he'd be bad. But no, but just yeah, was, he raised was... he raised his game. to yeah. that level. Um, obviously, it's now the second film this year I've seen with Jesse Clemens in it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Only um, two
0: scenes. There was, there was nowhere near enough Jesse Plemons. No. Think. It was just... But he popped, he's in
1: Black Mass as well, so he just pops up and he's like... I guess he's got like a gangster <laughs> kind of face.
2: Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, I it just... It's the scene... The one thing I will say is there's a scene where... It's like after I think he's realised that... Because, um... Hoffer is like what his... Father. father. Yeah, but is he actual father or like stepfather or...
0: I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it something, hair, it's something like
2: that. Yeah. Um... And it's, it's, the look on his face is just, um, he's dead now. Yes. And he's realised that he's just driven. Yeah. De Niro there to yeah.
0: kill him. And Do we know what happens yeah. to him? Because he drives off with one of the guys. Carries on his life, I think. I don't know. Yeah. But thinking about that, <laughs> the fucking the fish. <laughs> Why why'd you bring a fish? In? Why not you wrap it up
1: or whatever they're talking about? Uh, the we talked about the execution of the Hoffa assassination. Mm and the whole thing of they really go minute by minute in terms of the driving there yeah. and like you get it it's kind of the mundanity of it because they try to talk about anything but that and I'm yeah. and thinking about it maybe some of the reason it didn't have the impact that it should have done is because of the Sopranos because I've seen all that done oh right yeah okay. I've seen it done that way in the Sopranos of like yeah. the mundanity of next to the ultraviolence and the you know, people just go home after it yeah. and have to cook dinner and
0: it could also just be like a tension building exercise that just remember yeah. it was. Yeah. It was an interesting little um tidbit actually. We've uh just started watching Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Because have. I haven't seen Boardwalk Empire before. No. Uh, and Stephen Graham is in that playing Al Capone. Yes. Right. And obviously the first episode is directed by Scorsese. Yeah. So I think I saw the first episode of Boardwalk Empire maybe a day or two before the Irishman. Yeah. So it's just like when I saw Stephen Graham again. It's like, oh hello. I just saw yes, you yes. like a minute ago. As like a Gangster guy. Yeah. I don't think that enhances anything at all. No, <laughs> That's a, interesting lot, a lot
2: of boardwalk faces show up in um Garishman, mm. Yeah, I think he's recruited a lot for his policy. You mentioned that, and then what came to mind, because I recently watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. I, I and, said I, yeah. And what's... Well, I'm trying to find Chuck Manson on this. Uh, David Harriman. Yes. Yeah. So, here, so he he played Manson in the film and yep. he's now he's also playing him in a Mindhunter yeah yeah. and I just sort of to my sort of mind of that's who he's going to be known now for playing Darth Manson it is
1: weird
0: but, to, to be cast in the same role in the same year he does look like him though he does he really, and I don't know how much of it is the filmmakers like how they've made him up but he, but he, he does with like makeup he doesn't
1: like particularly look like him without it okay not makeup you know like Wigan and yeah like, yeah, yeah I, I never would have thought, oh, Damon Harriman is like the obvious choice to play. Yeah. Because um, I was familiar with him before these things. He's, mm. a, he's in a show called Justified as kind of like the an idiot comic relief character. Right. Uh, but, I mean, and like very different versions of the Manson performance as well. Mm. In terms of like in Mindhunter, that is a, not a character study,
0: but that, that's a, he gets a scene, he gets a showcase. Yeah, they kind of like, scene. make a yeah. point of. Um... Showcasing his sort of like the thinking behind everything he did. Yes. Whereas in Once Upon a Time, it's almost like a cameo. It's a shallow cameo, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was Which super- is fine. Because he's in it for like a couple of shots. One scene yeah. for a couple of shots, yeah. that's all you got. It. It. And I was really surprised. Yeah, and I get it. Like they're already dealing in delicate areas.
1: Like they don't want to yeah. show too much of Manson. But I will say, like, it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I wasn't a major fan of either. But when he sees, when Sharon Tate comes out of the house and he kind of like clocks her. Because like, he's obscured by the woman he's talking to. His face is obscured. And then he kind of just tilts his head to the side. And that generally felt quite chilling. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, no in the historical context of it, but just something about his it's weird, expression fe- as it well. It feels
0: like that shot is like the setup to a grand reveal. Yeah, Like, yeah. the camera is supposed to pan to the side, and then we see it. oh, man. But there, he yeah. kind of, like, preemptively... Yeah, it's almost yeah. like, oh, no, no, the film's not ready for you yet. Yes. Why are you
2: showing your head? Yeah. I would say, the, th- the thing with that is... Obviously, I know, you know, Tarantino is known for subverting the truth and like yes. changing history. Yeah. Yes, he's done but that. But going thing. into this, I had completely forgotten about that. So when she doesn't
0: die, yeah. I was like. Oh, spoilers.
2: spoilers! Spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> um, when Yeah, which when I mean, it's been out for a while. Like, so that's basically on DVD. I now. feel like
0: that's one of the first things people talk about anyway. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah, people yeah. Um, broadly know.
2: But yeah, when she doesn't die, I was like. Oh, shit, I forgot he does this. Yeah, yeah, I was like, and then went, hey, because he killed Hitler in Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot he
1: does See, this. Yeah. Our, there was quite a lot of um, anxiety when it was revealed that Tarantino was doing a film that sort of dealt with the Tate murder mm. because he's not exactly well, he's a child, isn't he? He's a great fil- <laughs> he film, he yeah, oh. he's a brilliant filmmaker. He gave
2: DiCaprio a flamethrower. Yeah, he's a brilliant filmmaker.
1: But Quentin Tarantino is not a sophisticated uh, writer, let's say uh, no, 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 good dialogue, really great dialogue, but it's not mature. I wouldn't hire him if I was making like a really sober, l- like look at a subject. You know, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's fun as well. he does. So, but when he's dealing in real historical atrocities, <laughs> it starts to become. Uh, yeah, and I'm not like you know, you have to be uber careful about it because I love *Inglorious Bastards*, and I'm not going to begrudge. An indulgent sequence where Jews kill a bunch of Nazis, and like, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. The same with a slave killing his masters. You know, mm-hmm. I think once I was not worried, but like when I sat down to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like, "Please, Quentin, just like be respectful." <laughs> and it was like quite ni- a nice surprise that it was sort of the inversion of it was gruesome the end, yeah. and it was I loved it. It was a great explosion of violence. But it was sort of like, I don't know, it felt slightly more mature than Django and in Inglourious, where it was, yeah. you had that ending where, this is the, the very end, so proper spoiler alert, uh, when DiCaprio is outside his house after everything's happened, and then um, the neighbor, or, you know, the friend yeah. starts talking to him, and then Sharon take him, invites him in. Yeah. And you just have the shot where he's kind of rising above the houses, and you're like, okay, this was just a kind of a fantasy of how it could have been better.
2: Yeah. You know yeah. what I
1: mean? And that felt slightly more, slightly more mature. Mm. So that was quite a pleasant surprise. So get,
2: I thought, the one thing coming into it is I'd seen a trailer and in, in the trailer you see Brad Pitt, Cliff Booth. Yeah. And the young girl in one of the trailers. Right. And I was like, given how it is, it's 2019, the Me Too movement and everything. Right. I did wonder how, because it looked dodgy from the trailer. <laughs> okay. So I was like, how is that going to be? And actually, I thought it was handled quite maturely, and I was quite—I right. was like, "Oh, okay." What do you mean by dodgy? He's a slight—he's an aging man, and she's an under eighteen. Right. So oh, okay. it, it looked like, a, and you know, and even in the film, there's a the thing. She's like, do you want me to suck your dick while you're driving." Sure. And I was like, "Okay, it's it's an interesting thing to put this in a film." <laughs> I'm like,
0: "Where this is going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Interesting. What what are we gonna see next?" Yeah. And then. Sounds like a Jordan film. <laughs> <And then, laughs> well, we know he likes his dialogue in porn, so yes. it's fine. Um, you like your dialogue in porn? Dialogue,
0: okay. I thought um, you said you like your child's.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, and then it could they threw it on, on the head by the fact that he actually asked the for ideas. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, wasn't, yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting yes. that. I, it's Tarantino, as you pointed out, he's a child. Yes. He could have easily just.
0: Taking the nick and there's no, this. There's no Michael Bay moment where he pulls out like a, a card with like the Romeo and Juliet law. he's like, oh, no, it's okay. We can. I can. Fucking a great yeah. girl. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Irishman. Because right, we completely just. Was okay. there anything more, more to say about it? Yeah. Because no, we no, sort I of got was... we got onto Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's yeah. anything you want to say about that? Uh, no. I feel like I. said think I wanted to say about the Irishman. I recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood over the Irishman. I think I enjoyed that more on, on balance. Yeah, I,
2: I I mean. I'm
0: definitely the one that liked The Irishman the least of the three of us. Yeah. Yes. Well, I I appreciate it. I wouldn't say I I did like The Irishman, but as like a you know oh that's a good film. I'll tell on, I tell you,
1: I I don't know what I enjoyed more is the honest answer. I recommend The Irishman more than I recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Just as like a when you try watching something different. Okay. Because Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a bit long and it's it's hardly a Marvel film, mm. but it's it's still kind of a sort of childish film in the sense of it's kind of fun and violent. You you know what I mean? Okay. In in that Tarantino goofy way. The Arisman definitely feels like a more mature offering. Okay. So just for the sake of that, I would say why don't you give that a go. Okay. Uh, But I kind of broadly recommend both, I suppose. Oh, yeah, Yeah, I recommend um, both. Tarantino is also a law of diminishing returns for me. Where well, I, I lo- he was pretty per- much my favorite favorite filmmaker when I was a teenager, and now I kind of roll my eyes more at him than I don't. Right. Um, I come do, on. I Hacked do. I do you think
2: that? because this is
0: technically speaking, is like, that you? Or has changed his?
1: Oh, I think that's me
0: getting older. Yeah. Mm. Because I don't feel like he's changed that much. You know? No, his this film. Films are this worse. film. This film feels like the first kind of a gesture at a departure from what he's known for. You know. Like in what sense? Hateful eights, Django, right. Glorious—they're all kind of the same sort of thing. Whereas this feels yeah. like a bit more like an outlier in terms of his filmography. Well,
1: he doesn't drop the M bomb in it, does he? No, but there's also kind so of an opportunity for him to do that. No, but I mean, like he's—you say that, but like he has fabricated opportunity for himself to do that in every other film. But he's also, made. he's like enslaved times, or in, like you know, yeah, yeah, he's kind yeah, of okay, like, okay, yeah. but okay. But if we're going to talk about that in particular, you've got to you've got to question the the thinking behind that is... Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Okay. Did he want to make a film where you... Can't I, I can't imagine. About? No, I don't know. Just I like... genuinely think... it's Not like, oh, I, I love that word so much, I'm going to make a film about it. I think he loves black exploitation films. Yeah. And wants to be allowed to use that word with impunity. Okay. And so makes films where it's kind of okay to do that. Okay. Inglorious Bastards, it's acceptable in a way because they're Nazis. Yes. So slave Owners and Django Unchained. But then you've got a like Pulp Fiction where... He says it in Pulp
2: Fiction. <laughs>
0: he casts himself <laughs> as a guy. He casts himself <laughs> as a guy and
2: just says it. I, and yeah, no it was, full well, he sat down looking at the script and going, I say this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. But
0: it was the mm. 90s. No one cared back then. You know? did, what, the Rodney King riot? It was like the Rodney King riot. <laughs> um, I'm sure less no, people would have given a shit than Yes, do now. H- yes. people, people would have given a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: People would have given less of a shit. Yeah. And also, even if they gave a shit, they wouldn't. Have, they would have said less. Now, I agree. Now he might is. have been uncomfortable with it. Now yeah. he would, yeah,
1: he'd get boycotted
2: and mm. yeah, whatever. Which means if he does, because this is what technically film number nine. It's he his thing was he'd do ten. It's not; it's more than nine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But he,
1: well, in terms of what he calls what him, he thinks is, his, yeah, <laughs> <ninth> <laughs> book, <laughs> he ignores the low, the lesser films.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which means we've technically got one film left.
1: Yes. If yes. you're going
2: off what he said. Yeah. Um which I, I know we've talked about the fact that we both think he'll probably just carry on. I think he'll just carry on, yeah. yeah. But I do wonder what then will be the next film. He's... Well, well, Kill
1: yeah. Bill 3 has been touted as a possibility, as yeah. has the Star Trek film that mm-hmm. he was going to make. Yes. Which, yeah. I'm not sure he's the man for Star Trek.
2: I, no, I I think they'll end up leaving Kill Bill 3, because before this came around, mm. Kill Bill 3 was in talks then. Yeah, it's been in talks for years, hasn't it? But as far as I understood, Uma Thurman doesn't really want to work with him. Okay. So. Uh, Do we know why? uh, She, there was a something that happened on set. Oh, okay. In, I think it was volume two. Right. Well, yeah, it would have been Cubs last time she worked with him. Mm -hmm. So something happened and then he was just like, well, this is the film.
1: Oh, right. Okay. So So she was
2: uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. Right. And and then she was like, he just made me do this. And then he was like, well, I didn't make you do it. Right. And then she was like. So okay, okay. I don't think yeah.
1: So I think you would have to. Well, Tarantino didn't he say that he knew about Weinstein? Like he was. He comes up with yeah. He comes up with a clue, He was clued in on like what he was doing. <sighs> I really like Tarantino films. That doesn't make him. That does it? No, like I quite like. I hate him though. I really don't. I think he's obnoxious. Oh, he is. And I think he. But I, yeah, I feel like he's obnoxious and he owns it. I don't know. Like he's one of those guys. He'll say something and then like insistently laugh. Like, what yeah. I just said funny, isn't it?
0: <laughs> After everything he says. It's weird. I don't, like... Because of the interviews I've seen with him, yeah. I haven't seen any recent ones. I don't know if he's changed his tune at all. But there have been, like, a bunch of interviews where I've watched him going, like, how are, you, how are your films as good as they are? Right. Like, you just seem like the kind of guy who either just doesn't know what he's doing or yeah. is like, no one listens to him. Like, oh, yes. you know, oh, we don't take Tarantino seriously, mm-hmm. you know? And yet, you know... It's, he's always got great dialogue he always seems to get the best performances out of his actors as yeah well. I think mm. it's
1: that's the thing it, regarding taking him seriously like he
0: does make some quality films mm. now he's but, got I, but a, I
1: don't think he's, you should take him seriously no because
0: now he's got a legacy behind him so people yeah. will like oh well you know Tarantino has a track record we, we will listen to Tarantino but like in the beginning he was still making great stuff mm. and he was still the same guy back then yeah yeah at what point did they go oh actually you know he's a bit of a You know, he's Tarantino, but he does make good stuff, so we'll we'll pay attention to him.
2: Yeah. I think the thing with Tarantino is he's got big-name friends now. So, like, you know, you're looking for, like, the next Tarantino film. Say Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Yeah. Mm. You're going to go, oh, shit, well, I want to be in a film with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go, oh, okay, Tarantino, Samuel L. Jackson, this is going to be a good thing.
1: Well, he writes fun dialogue, and I think actors like delivering fun monologues and Mm. little speeches and colourful, you know language yeah so that's why i think he attracts i'm not you know he has historically been very good at writing dialogue the Co- older the older i get that seems less
0: impressive okay because you um, say the coens do fun dialogue as well do, yeah. they, do they have the same appeal do you think as tarantino absolutely
1: but like without For the, actors, in, I mean. without yeah without the indulgence okay because mm. their films aren't well they're not they's no. not they're quite efficient filmmakers yes they are um so yeah, like the Cohens are the are the more adult versions of Tarantino, yes. I think.
2: Okay. And they're probably, I think, my favourite filmmakers.
1: Well, Fargo's a masterpiece. No Country for Old Men is a masterpiece. Barton yeah. Think is a masterpiece. You know. Yes. Year after year, they've had their stinkers, but overall output, I would say, yeah, they're also yeah. my favourite filmmakers. Um, yeah, they're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I do really like Cohens. I, I, there's, there's like a. I don't know, there's something there that kind of stops me from feeling right. like... I, I don't know if you guys get this. I get this weird thing sometimes where um, I'll like I'll like a thing, but it feels like there's almost like a barrier stopping me from like... Right. Oh, but I can't say it's like my... I can't claim, not ownership of it. Right. But it's like I don't feel like I can quite say it's like you right. know, one of my favourite things. Okay. I don't know if you get something uh, like that.
2: I, well, I, I used to hide the fact that It's a Wonderful Life was my favourite film. It was, like, a weird... When did you come out of the closet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Um, around the time I started going to uni. Right. So, and like, okay. It's been my favourite film for years. Why did you keep that a secret? I- I'm saying what's technically a Christmas film is my favourite <laughs> f- right. Like, No, it was just, like, a weird... Yeah, the Criddle Shame. <laughs> the Criddle Shame, yeah. No, well, um, well if you say what you
0: want to say, and then I'll... No,
2: but, like, I, yeah, in. I kept... I was really, you know, quiet about that. I definitely wouldn't have told people it was my favourite film. Right. And then I got asked in uni what it was, and I was like, oh, it's this. Do you know what, I, I say that, I mock, but I have a
1: similar, had a similar issue. Mm. Where my favourite film is Shaun of the Dead. But when people, especially when you have a reputation for being the film guy, and people are asking you what your favourite film is, it feels did you say ridiculous. Ta- say, did you say
2: Taxi Driver? No, no,
1: no I, Taxi Driver is what I think is the best film ever made. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So it's not a lie, but I would definitely, to people who I wasn't close with, say Taxi Driver. Because, <laughs> yeah, if you're saying Shaun of the Dead, if it had a better title, even, because it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, a, it's pun, a parody
2: pun it's title. A, it's a pun on you know, of the Dead. Shaun yeah. of the
1: Dead. You can't say that as your favourite film. So I, I do get that. Because yeah. I feel like if giving that answer I have to provide all the context and the reasons why it's my favourite like I have to defend it you know Mm -hmm.
0: whereas with Taxi Driver you don't have to defend it no yeah people are like oh yes he clearly knows knows what he's talking about no I was going to say in terms of this barrier it's not shame that's stopping me like I unashamedly say that like Sonic Heroes is my favourite game (laughs) ever it's not a shame you should have some shame (laughs) (laughs) it's not a shame problem oh actually we'll come back to the term that we coined oh yes we're running that um Sam is just coining terms left, right, and centre. To the point where we're considering making it a segment. Yeah. <laughs> le- le- lexicorna. Lexicorna. Sam's
1: lexicon Sam's
0: lexicon.
1: So every okay. podcast I'll come up with I'll coin a different term. Yeah. Usually for
0: the cultural discourse. It might be recurring because so I don't want it to become like a weekly thing because you'll just run out Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or return. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> I don't
0: think I'll be limited in my uh yeah. But yes, no, I don't want to force it. Yeah, it's like oh, when you like copy someone, it's like the mirror principle. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not shame this barrier. It's almost like uh, I haven't done enough to earn. Yeah, you right. haven't done the required reading. Yeah, mm. yeah. I haven't done. I haven't earned like um, the right to say, oh, I love this thing, or you know, I claim. Right. Like, if someone like shows me a great film, like when you showed me. Um, Oh, you didn't show me No no Country For Old Man. But you got me to... like right. You made me aware of No Country okay. For Old men. Like, I, when I first watched that, it's like, oh, it's a great film, but I don't feel like I can... Right. Because this was shown to me. I almost feel like I can't claim... You did discover it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, and the same with Parks and Recreation. Like, I saw a few episodes of Parks and Recreation ages ago and really, really liked it. Right. But it wasn't until I'd seen the show in its entirety I finally felt like I'd had the right to say, oh, I really love this show. Right. You know? Okay. That might... I. I don't know if that's a thing people have it might just be a weird thing that I have no no I, but...
1: I recognise what you're talking about yeah. I,
0: I don't think I've personally
1: really experienced it because usually if, if someone has shown me something that it's happened so rarely <laughs> but if someone has shown me something that I've loved yeah I'll sort of go off and then sort of justify my fandom of it mm. by reading up, up on it yeah and then re-watching it yeah and becoming more of a fan of it than the person who showed it yes the, Yeah. you know what I mean that's usually been my like my course. Right, uh, we have brought up the, the uh, Sam's like la- we should have a jingle. We should. What should jingle be? Lexicon. Lexicon. Sam's Lexicon. Hello, Sam's Lexicon. Uh,
2: it's like we've been sponsored as an ad. I, by I, Sam's Lexicorner. Lexicorner.
1: I generally should come up for a jingle for it. Yeah. Like, the, what, what should it be? Wait, what are you gonna do? Oh, you, say, oh, uh, you can... going George's oh, got
2: Turn
1: it on. Turn it on. Turn on. Okay, we're going to improvise a jingle. Sam's lexicona. No, I don't like that. No, no. Play me, give me four notes. Lexicona. Okay. Do it again. (laughs) Oh shit. Do that. And again. Okay, so on three, do it. Okay. One, two, three. Sam's Lexicon. Right. Welcome to Sam's Lexicon. Um, th- this week, <laughs> in Sam's Lexicon. Uh, the phrase that I'm going to introduce to the discourse is, well, John, when you you define it, and okay. then I will unleash my essence on okay. the table.
0: Okay. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, Eddie, getting a bit of. I d- it, this just, that's an image everyone is, is going to Is that hoodie coming off? It's like... <laughs> no, that is
2: just an image everyone is going to completely see.
0: Me yes. Unleashing my Sam's sauce on the table. All over the table. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it better if you just say it and then I define it? Because I don't know how to define no, it. No, because using... the big reveal has got to be Okay, today. sure. Right. Okay, so. Uh, so, based... uh, we're previously
1: on Sam's Laxa Corner. Um, there hasn't been a lexicon. No, first no, lexic- but corner. no. okay, so rec- retrospective re- lexicon. Okay, right. <laughs> retrospective lexicon. That uh, legacy casting we introduced.
0: Oh, yes, which is when uh, a film is paying homage mm. or sort of retreading um, the story or mm. the movements of an old film, and you cast someone from the old film as kind of a way of saying, oh, this is sort of like an intentional homage. We acknowledge and, our influence. We yeah. acknowledge our influences, yeah. and it's a way of kind of, Adding validity to this interpretation of that.
1: Yes. Stuff. So. so lexicon will be filled
0: with such things. Yes. Those kind of ideas. So on this lexicon, the term Sam is about to reveal. Well, no, you haven't defined it yet. No, I'm just, I'm leading into the definition. Oh right. Okay. The term you're about to reveal is. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Uh, the term you're about to reveal is in terms of like video games when someone is playing a video game that they really like, but they're kind of like accommodating for. Unintentional flaws in the game, in the way they play it. Yeah. So if you're like playing a video game and the character, the character movements are very stiff, or the game is like glitchy, or there's like, or there's certain- like a delay when you press a, a delay button. when you press a button, you sort of start to play the game in a way that accommodates those flaws, usually because you like it so much. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. We are calling that
0: yes the jank concession. The jank concession. <laughs> jank yeah. concession. Yes. yes. When the game is a bit, because j- I was going to say when the game is a bit janky. Yeah. That? Okay. But that kind of gives it away. Yeah. Yeah. When the game is a bit janky. Uh, and it's obviously not intentional, but you accommodate for that through your gameplay.
1: Yeah. So, for instance, if a, a you know when you have to jump and press triangle, mm. there's a there's a few seconds delay. You have to inc- accommodate that into the gameplay. Yes. I'm like, yeah. It's like, right, okay. Bear in mind, because of the flaws of the game, yeah. I have to give three seconds for this jump or yes. whatever.
0: Sonic Heroes. The is, jank concession. There is much jank concession in yes. Sonic Heroes, which yes. I think is kind of why I first asked. Yeah. Oh, what is what is this term? Yeah. The yeah. Jack Concession. The jank Concession. And
1: that's this week in Sam's Lexicorner. Shit, I turned it off again. Hang on. <laughs> on three. Okay. One, two, three. Sam's Lexicona. Oh, for fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> Go on again. One, two, three.
1: One, two, three. Sam's Lexicorner. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was just finishing the team, these. So you didn't have to do These thing. will get better over <laughs> each week. will improve.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, yes, so the new uh, James Bond trailer is here. Yes. No Time to Die is the name of the film. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that first, shall we? What do you think of the title? I think it's shit.
1: It's just bland, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I think, because when they announced the title for Spectre, mm. I didn't like it. Okay. Because we knew yeah. where it was going. I I feel like Spectre as soon as you could see where they were going with it. Yes,
1: okay, but like beforehand, like I remember the trailer being quite good, and Sam Mendes was back directing it, so mm. I was like very hopeful. And and, and, and Christoph Waltz. yes, yeah, Christoph yeah. Waltz being the villain.
2: Whereas yes. now the two trailers come out and Crystal Waltz is in it. Yes, and as soon as he came into the trailer, I was like, oh no.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they do they're trying to do a Hannibal actor
2: thing, aren't they? I so, think I. Yeah, I, t- I don't think much of the title. No. The one thing we don't know yet is who's singing the theme song. That's not out yet. No, that's true. Yeah. Because I suspect that whenever the film comes out and we get that basically guaranteed to be an Oscar-nominated song. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Um, if mm-hmm. Sam Smith can win for it, fucking anyone yes, can. I agree.
0: Do we um, have any suspicions as to who it might be? I there is a. The same there's here,
2: a. Yeah, there's a few people in this. There is an artist called Tom Walker who keeps going on about wanting to do it. Okay. Okay. And someone's theory was the reason he keeps going on about it is because he can't tell anyone he's doing it. Right. Right. And okay. so he just keeps putting his name out there. Okay. Obviously,
1: Radiohead are often floated because they did
0: one for Spectre.
1: Yeah. Um. Ad- Faith I hear talk about quite a lot as well.
2: Yeah. Adele is. Right. Still in the
0: conversation. Has that ever happened, where someone's done
1: two Bond themes? Yeah, Bassie did three, I think. Okay. Uh,
2: Yes. But, you know, I mean, some of the more modern songs haven't been great anyway. No.
1: I like Skyfall.
2: And I like You Know My Name.
1: Yes. I like Skyfall with the exception of, I think it's quite um, unforgivable to rhyme Skyfall with crumble.
0: I, I yeah, think no, that's you yeah. can't do that. Yeah, that's a bit much. But um, what, what are you bribing it with, you know? A fall. Yeah. <laughs> There's quite a lot. No, was well, sky fall. You've got to factor in the sky as well. Right. Yeah. Sky fall, let them tremble. Well, give me two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Do your thing. Right. Oh, also, um, we won't talk about Doctor Who again, but the first episode of Doctor Who, which is coming back on New Year's Day, is called Skyfall. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's like MI6, I think they're dealing with MI6, so like, oh, James Bond reference, yeah. aren't we clever. Right, yes, so the trailer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we don't know about the song,
2: um, we've also got the trailer, we've got the title. Yeah. Um, so before the trailer came out, mm. we had the teaser, um, which came out like two days before, and basically went, hey, two days time, we've got this film announcement.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, increasingly, it beca- it's becoming like a, a Russian doll, where it's like you get a teaser for the teaser... And then even in the teaser, you, know, you get like a few quick images and then this, welcome to the James Bond trailer. Yeah, like, yeah. Why why are you previewing the preview? I yeah. don't
0: know. Well, part of it is just because people's attention spans are going down the drain. So they need to show you like the, the I think it's genuinely like, oh, we'll show them like the exciting parts of the trailer. It's mad, that's mental. But another, another theory I have is because on YouTube, for the most part, you get like five seconds before you can skip an advert. So I think they put all of the like right. good shit in, uh, in the okay. first five seconds. Right. To kind of catch Keep your you attention, watching. and then right, so they don't skip the adverts. Okay, I think that's genuinely one them. And gentlemen,
2: just install ad blocker; it makes your life so much <laughs> Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. Sorry, content creators, I'm just <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll well, yeah. it, it no. it fuck no. us
2: over in the yeah. end. of the at end least of
0: at, at least at this time, we're not putting ads in our content. If no. there are, it's not because of us. Um, yeah. So yeah, we don't. It doesn't really. But end.
2: yeah. So with the trailer, uh, obviously
0: Christoph Waltz is in it. Yeah.
2: We get the first glimpse of Rami Malik. Mm-hmm. Looks like a Ponce. He does look like a Ponce. Um, I'll talk in a little bit about the a, a theory I mentioned to you that's yeah. been touted on the internet. Mm-hmm. Money Penny's back, Q's back, um, yep. the new M yep. is back. Tanner? Is Tanner back? He's not in the trailer, Okay, so I don't know. Okay, um, We've got a new double O yep. who is female and black. Indeed. That's a real one to say. Hashtag me too, <laughs> just because it feels like that's entirely the reason okay. they've gone that way. Um, no, I, I mean. feel like you're waiting for me to kick off. That's why I, I just let let sh- that silence hang. Um,
0: <laughs> me too isn't the is no, that No, it's right? it's inclusive. It's I don't. know oh, that, it's that ballpark. Is yeah. that me too?
2: No, it's not me too. No, no, it's that you know. It's that yeah. It's that okay. ballpark. Um, but you know, um, we've got her.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, it's got the return of the Aston Martin DB5. Mm-hmm. It's got guns that come out of its. Um, headlights, yes, <laughs> which makes me really want to do donuts. Saying, I really want to do donuts in the DB5. You sound really excited as I like, yeah. like guns. <laughs> yeah, it, it, if I had all the money, like, I like, would you <laughs> get guns in your car? No, 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 no. Okay. I'd buy a DB5. Okay. So seeing it, okay. I, it's yeah, I love that, album. right? Okay, okay. Is, okay. That, is that in Skyfall? Uh, yes, he has one in Skyfall as well, but it blows up, yeah. So he's got another one. Okay. Because okay. Okay. So yeah, they just keep buying him Aston. What's and, the
1: salary for a uh, <laughs> secret agent?
2: <laughs> oh, it's it's fairly high.
1: Okay, because I you know, I never really thought about that. Because mm-hmm. obviously, all these exotic locales, these guns, you know.
2: Well, they usually but give the them. How much do they
1: actually make? Because I mean, like government employees make shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, is he yeah. like is
0: he having to pay for his own like, plane tickets and stuff, Do think, think, no, no. think he has to keep receipts,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he has to get my sex to a ballot. I would say, but... t- to be fair, they do usually moan about him having to bring. He's like, can you at least bring it back in one piece this time? Because they're supposed to need it again.
1: Yeah, like so. Do, he's... Do, I'm sorry. I, I it's the premiere in this time. We're not putting you up in the fucking
2: <laughs> you know this can five star hotel. But then in Casino Royale, yeah, he wins a lot of money. Playing poker. Yes, that's so, true. So I mean, the that's ma- true. The man probably is paying them back all his debts. Mm, yeah, by gambling. gambling yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that's
2: fair. Um, but he also spends a lot of money on gin and he does. martinis. So, does yeah. he, he frequents he, hookers? Like high class call girls. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, not in this well, film. Not did, in this film. No. Yes. Because in this film, he has a girlfriend. Yeah. Or oh, well, possibly. It looks wife. like
1: they've broken up, doesn't it?
2: Well, yeah. It's yeah, because. She's hid, you know, he thinks everyone's got a secret and she's hiding something from him. Yeah. And she very clearly is. Yeah. Um, And they they clearly are estranged. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose, I want to say it's nice that they, I think it's nice that we've got what is essentially a Bond girl in more than one film. Yeah. Because that's, I feel like that's new. Yeah. Yes. But I also think it's going to completely undo anything that they did with her in the last film. I'm not necessarily. I mean, the last one's terrible, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're broadly fans of Spectre. We're we? not,
1: yeah. no. It's probably the most disappointing film of the decade for me. That's fair. Because
0: uh, of what
1: Skyfall was. Yeah.
2: Because
0: yeah. yeah. the expectations I had for it. Yeah. Also, then more of a disappointment than Dark Knight Rises?
1: Yeah, because I liked that when I first saw it. Okay. That's withered on the vine since. Whereas yeah. Spectre, I immediately was not a fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. But the problem with Bond is, they, they at the end of every film, they sort of try and resolve his arc as if it's his last film and then have to compromise it with the following one. So, yeah, at yeah. the end of Spectre, he drives off. Doesn't he quit at the end of Spectre? Yeah,
2: he's, he, yeah. Quit, he yeah. quits for her. He gives yeah. up everything for her. Which yeah. yeah, they he highlight benefit. in this trailer. Yeah. And then clearly she's he's got a brought, secret and he's brought back.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. I don't have a problem, but like, it's like every film they're doing that now. It's like he's he decides that he's out. Mm, yeah. and then he's called back for something yeah. why can't he just be like he's an agent and he he wraps up this job and then yeah, yeah. What, you know Yeah, that's why um, we'll talk more about Skyfall in a future podcast but yes um, I like at the end of that it sort of it resets the whole thing he's like right you ready to come back to work yeah I am good right that's the end of yeah. that film yeah. he's ready to go back you know mm. and then at the end of Spectre it's just he retires again <laughs> it's like for fuck's sake yeah um, but yes the trailer. I
2: mean, it looked good. Yes. It looks like a good. Well, it is a good trailer. Yes, it, yeah. it, it's a good trailer. It's well cut. Rami Malek looks like a ponce, but yeah. vaguely interesting.
1: Yes, but there's also there's like like. I love a vaguely interesting ponce. Yeah, vaguely interesting ponce. <laughs> but they've got that stuff, that like voiceover stuff in the trailer where it's Rami Malek saying uh, something like. You have license to kill you something, something. It is like looking into a mirror, a dark mirror of myself. So all the Bond villains of, of the last few years have been like the the shadow of Bond yeah. of like yeah. what could have happened if he'd gone yeah. a slightly different way. like just do something different, man. because he's related to Blofeld, isn't it? And it's and, all connected. And they've got like the cracked mask motif.
2: It's like, I get it. Like this <laughs> could go
1: one of two ways,
2: you know? Yeah. But
1: yeah go on what's your theory or the theory that's been floated okay so
2: the theory that's been floated around because he was a member of Spectre when it happened originally is that Rami Malek is playing Dr. No
0: okay Mr. Nobot Mr. Nobot yeah Um, so many titles (laughs) Uh, I know the name but I know nothing of Dr. No is that are we excited are we supposed to be excited for Dr. No not really I mean it's not like a I just
2: Blofeld coming back has happened recurringly so that yeah yeah. you kind of get that Mm. yeah this would be, I think, the first time they've brought back someone else like that.
1: Yeah, because well, obviously what they did is they had all the villains from Casino Royale through Skyfall and then tried to bind them together yeah. through Spectre. Through Spectre. Yeah. So, oh, they were actually all operatives of
2: Spectre.
1: Yeah. So this would be the first, like, right, it's Spectre now. Spectre of the villains. Yeah. New villain that, yeah, is one of the old ones. Because he's got, he has scars, doesn't he, as well? Honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's the on his face looks burnt. Burnt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, if they're doing that, it could be, it could be Goldfinger. <laughs> he could be like any number no, of. No, i But elements,
2: we, I did yeah. say when I told you about the fact that that was the theory. Yeah. It was like it feels like they're gonna. T- this is the how they're gonna tie up loose ends. Okay. Because it's the last gonna be the last Daniel Craig film, as yeah, far as yeah. we know. Um. So it will bring that chapter to a close. Mm. Hence Christoph Loss being back in it. Yeah why I think it's being touted is the possibility of being Doctor No because yeah. Doctor No was a Spectre villain. And the first. Yeah, and he's the first. In the films anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I can I can kind of see the logic. Yeah, sort of. But then it's... again there's the bit where he's got the mask in the trailer. Yeah. And I don't remember that ever being a thing with Doctor No.
1: No, no, Doctor has a uh, Doctor No has a Doctor Hall. Uh, has <laughs> a like claw. Yeah. I think. Uh that's his, you know, physical deformity. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it feels like if you're doing the last Daniel Craig film, Blofeld should probably be the... And I would imagine they're going to break him out or something, you Mm. know. Um, They'll need him in some regard. They'll need him in some regard. But yeah, I don't know what the ultimate villain should be for for Craig's Bond then. It feels weird just throwing in, oh, it's just another villain. You know, it feels like it should have some sort of resonance. Which, again, I think
2: is why it's being touted that it's Doctor No.
1: But why, like, he has no connection to Craig. Do you know what I mean? No. Spectre, but, he's, he, if he's connected to Spectre, though. Yeah, but we've already met the head of Spectre, so what would just be yeah. another
0: random
2: operative offer?
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Because I, if they were going down what I would expect with that, yeah. it would be Dr. No has come in because Blofeld is out of the picture. Right. And he wants to keep Spectre's work going. Do you think
0: he's going to... Kill Blofeld as like a, oh, now he's like, Mm. you've killed the head of Spectre, now I'm the big bad guy, you know? Yeah, maybe.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's all speculative at the minute, but uh, it looks alright, you know? It looks good. But I do not trust trailers anymore. (laughs) No.
2: No, yeah. Trailers these days are deceptive. Very deceptive. Yes. I, I mean, as again, I mean, I had more of an issue with the Irishman than you guys did. Yeah. But my issue is, I thought it was a lot slower than the trailer paints the picture of. I thought the trailer that I watched was quite fast paced and everything. Like right. That. And I thought like the Irishman was a hell of a lot slower. If it had been as fast paced, I think I would have enjoyed it more. It's
0: interesting because I wouldn't call the Irishman slow, despite its length. I don't feel like it's yeah. Um, yeah. Like he's sort of like he's in a scene where it's like oh you know I, I've just met this guy who's in the mafia, and then like two scenes later he's working for this guy. You know. It's just a lot of it. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. This thing
2: yeah um, but yeah i think particularly as we said i think the spectre trailer came across quite well yeah yeah so yeah well, was that, it remains
1: to be seen i mean it's a decent director you know uh yeah. but it's had so many production problems
2: mm. you know i mean they lost danny boyle they lost the danny end. boyle yeah and john
1: hodges and so john Hodge. yeah and i don't know usually when things ha- go through this many this much development hell it tends not to be a good sign when it comes no. out of the other side. Nah, yeah. They brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge to do some dialogue rewrites, I think, to make it funnier. Um, she is funny, like to be fair. And Spectre wasn't. I remember them trying to be funny just rang. He's like Mickey, it's a yeah. Mickey Mouse joke or yeah, something.
0: Yeah, he pretends to be Mickey Mouse to get into like, the Spectre yeah, yeah. meeting room or whatever it was. Um, Didn't you say, I think you said to me at the time, it's the first time you've read producer notes that you completely agree with? Yes. Spectre. Yeah, because yeah. it
1: was leaked, wasn't it, in the um, mm. the Sony hack? Yeah. Um, and it came, all the notes that producers have been sending to them, like, make it this, make it that. And yeah. you, the, you know, usually the, the cliche, isn't it, is that you've got the tortured artist who just wants to make their, to, you know, to create their vision. And then the studio are like, no, we have certain requirements. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: call it The Irishman. Yeah. Make it
1: broader. Do yeah. this, do that, you know? Um, but this was the first time I'd actually seen them and go, oh no, the producers were right on the money, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, yeah, the script was just terrible. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Do we have anything else to say about the trailer? Do we think? Because um, wasn't it speculated when she was announced that this slash so, like, speculated, spect- spec speculated that the the black woman, the new 00, was going to be 007? She is, right? She is. The, I, it, she, well, yeah, it, yeah.
2: She's certainly a double O. Well, she was going to be.
0: We thought people thought she was like the new James Bond, as in she was me, actually James Bond, yeah. didn't she? Didn't we? Uh
2: yeah. How they deal with that remain, I think, remains I, to be seen. Yeah. I'm assuming she will be the new 007, but there is a me that also thinks. They'll go. Oh no! We'll give her a different double O, so she's her own thing. I
1: don't know, because I think like their version of obviously people are saying why can't it be a black Bond, whatever. Yeah. Um, a female Bond. Less talked about, but it's been there over the years, and so it's like, but you can't. It's James, but like you just can't do that. Yeah. So I feel like making her 007 is their way of preserving. Um, oh, it's it's still that kind of film, but it's gonna be. A black female league. Well,
0: my question was going to be.
1: But the um, problem is, James Bond is James. It's not the 007 that matters. It's the James Bondness of it. it when well, yes. it comes
2: out, she's actually called Jenny Bond. Um, Jenny Bond.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I don't care about who has the 007 yeah. uh, assignation. No. no.
2: Like, that, uh, that I means. Is... Sean Bean was in whichever one it was. Of... 005, I think it was. It was 006. Six was it Yeah. Right? 006. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I don't care who has no that. I care about the James Bondness of it. Yes, Yes. he's a chauvinist,
0: but that's the character. That's That's James Bond. That's why we like James Bond. Um, (laughs) We like James Bond because he's a chauvinist. chauvinist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, no, I think you change, because isn't there, I saw a thing a while ago that said, like, after this film, they're going to try and phase out Bond girls, I think. Right, okay. Um, Because, yeah, in modern times, James Bond has troubling aspects, apparently. Uh, Well, no, yeah, there are some aspects of the character that, you know, Mm-hmm. don't fit that well in modern times so but my question was going to be like because they're not called James Bond films they're called 007 films aren't they that's kind of like the are team. they yeah I think so because like you've got, no way no you've got Casino Royale you've got Skyfall yeah. but, but 007 is always accompanying the title yeah yeah but no one it. refers to them as 007 nobody films. refers to them but yeah. if you actually look at the terminology 007 is what is kind of in all of the titles because it's Skyfall 007 isn't it like if you look at the cover of Skyfall, Skyfall. Is yeah, like, like 007 is always
2: say, on. 007 is always on the poster. Casino the Royale. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. the
0: 007 is literally incorporated into the Casino Royale. Yeah, there,
1: yeah. yeah. Yes, but no one thinks of it in those terms.
0: No one thinks of yeah. it those terms. But is that the direction they're going to go in? Is it going to yeah, be like Yeah, right, this, I think. Uh, yeah, it's, this isn't just Daniel Craig's last film. This is James Bond's last film, and now this new 007 girl is going to be the 007. That's girl one forward.
1: potential avenue. Of,
0: yeah. will keep the 007 thing, and that will be the
1: consistent factor. Mm-hmm. But it'll now be uh, Lashana Lynch or whatever. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that because I think people still want James Bond. Yes. So I think this is their concession to, right, here's your black female James Bond. Okay. She'll be in this film and she will be 007. Okay. And so people can say, oh, there was a black female 007.
0: Right, okay just not a James Bond who was yeah. yes
1: but then we'll just get another Bond because people will want Bond people yeah. don't care about just make another spy movie yeah, yeah. just
0: any other spy film yeah what, but know. are the, is the studio sort of disconnected enough from that to think that people will accept someone in the stead of James Bond I don't think so
1: because no they're big on like Barbara Broccoli who's run pretty like she she's a woman you know yeah. and she's like always been behind preserving that idea of Bond okay. so no I think we're gonna get yeah because no one cares again it's just like if it's not James Bond, then it's just another high-profile, high-budget spy movie. Mm. We don't need the 007 yes. thing. Yeah. Who cares? So I think that, that we'll get her in this one. It will be implied that, like, like at the end of The Dark Knight Rises, where Bruce Wayne retires, and then Robin discovers the Batcave. Yeah. We won't get that film, but, like, the idea of it yes. will live yeah. on. Yeah, And I think, similarly, Bond will die slash retire and right, okay, we have a new 007, mm. and then the next film will just be another James Bond. Yeah, is my suspicion. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. I was just going uh, talking of casting. You asked if uh, Tanner was in it. Yes. He's on the cast list okay. and also in the trailer. Um. Jeffrey Wright. Yes. Is back as Felix Leiter. Yes. For yes. The first time since Quantum of Solace. Yes. Yeah. So he wasn't. Yeah. So, um. Interest. I'm interested to see what part he plays.
0: Because he, yeah, he's technically CIA. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're cautious going into... Cautious. Yeah,
1: cautious. It looks good. It's a good director, but cautiously optimistic.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, Obviously, the other reason for the connection to Dr. No is because when um, Felix Leiter asks him for help, they're looking for a missing scientist, and obviously Dr. No is a scientist.
1: Oh, okay. All
2: right. I, I assumed yeah. it was uh, the villains have kidnapped the scientist, you know? No, yeah, but, there's a missing okay. scientist. Okay. Um, but he's technically listed as Safin. Safin, yeah.
1: I'm going to say that David Densik or Densik is playing the scientist that goes missing. Fair. Who's doing the cinematography for this one?
2: Uh, cinematography, uh, Linus Sangren. Okay, yeah. I know that name. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. George, uh,
1: Prison Break. Oh, yes. Prison Break. You wanted to talk about Prison Break, and that ties into something that I wanted to mention. Oh, I know what you're on about that.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Eddie, have you seen Prison Break? Nope. Okay. <laughs> right. So Prison Break was a show that came on in like 2005, I yep. think it was. The basic premise is um, a man is uh, an innocent man is framed for killing the vice president's brother. Uh-huh. He's then sentenced to death on death row. He's on death row. They try to get him out of prison. The legal through legal means, there is no way they can do it. So his brother decides that he's going to get himself in prison yep. so that he can break the innocent brother out of prison. Yes, and that's the basic premise of the show. And the brother who gets himself thrown in prison yep. is a genius structural
1: engineer. Yes, uh, who w- happens to work for the company that designed the
0: prison. Yes, I was able to secure access to the yes. blueprint. and sort of like the, the iconic image of the show is... Michael Schofield is the name of the genius brother. Yeah. Lincoln Burrows is the name of the innocent brother. Yeah. The kind of famous image of the show is Michael Schofield's completely tattooed torso. Yeah. And it turns out we, in the first episode that these tattoos are, in fact, the plans of the prison... Yeah. ...that have sort of been, like, coded into his tattoos. Yeah, hidden in the... Yeah. Hidden in the tattoos, yes. That's kind of cool. It's... It's... I really like the first... <sighs> okay... I really well, like. It's, it's a cool idea. but yeah. When you see the graphic, that they it's ridiculous. It's a bit much. Yeah. Because like you see the tattoos, and then they kind of phys- digitally like just superimpose superimpose the plans yeah, yeah. over it. So it's a bit like, Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, because he says to his
1: brother, his brothers like, what what's going on with the tattoos? He's like, look closer, and then the camera kind of zooms in on the tattoos, which is just like dragons and stuff, and then just you just start. They impose lines over it. Like the pipes of like, the prison. It's like, the no, the that's not clever concealment. One. You just CGI <laughs> onto it. Anyway. Yeah.
2: That sounded so cool. And then you explain No, it. it's, <laughs> like, it's
1: like the prestige and Now You See Me. It's like. Yeah, no. It's clever in The Prestige because it's actual trickery yeah, and yeah. misdirection. Whereas in Now You See Me, like, you know, that that sequence that everyone highlights where they're like, it's the coin and they're passing. Yes, yeah. It's all CGI. There's no yeah. like. Oh, do you mean the card from the side? The movie? card, sorry. Yeah. yeah, the card, yeah. Yeah, whether it's like, but that's not real. Yeah, they're not really
0: doing any of these things. No, anyway. Uh, carry yeah. on. So that's yeah. So the first season is all about him breaking his brother out of prison, and yeah. obviously there are complications, and you find out that the government are somehow involved. There's like a conspiracy surrounding Lincoln Burrows, and there's a lawyer on the outside who's trying to break him out, but she kept Keeps hitting these road hurdles. Yeah, yeah, Road hurdles? Road bumps. Road hurdles. Road speed bumps? <laughs> yeah. Keeps hurdles. Whatever term road, you want. Road bumps, road bumps. Road, road bumps, speed bumps. I like the term road. road. block speed bumps. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Although I like the term road hurdles. Road, road hurdles. Road hurdles. <laughs> uh, she keeps hitting road hurdles that... Um, yeah. Uh, so she could, you know, the government are like chasing her down and they like all this different stuff. Um, that's where the show begins. I want you to keep this in mind as I start going through the seasons, Eddie. And I want you to remember that as we progress, the show started with... I want to break my brother out of prison because he's innocent.
2: So started with what the title is.
0: Yeah, I yes. think it's fair to say
1: that it's a mini-series idea. Stretch. Oh,
0: yeah, because it's network television.
1: It's network say. television. So it's if,
0: also 22 episodes. It's 22 of
1: episodes of season, yeah. yes. So that's series one of Prison Break, okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. season one is just, again, to recap. Yeah. He gets himself thrown in prison and then, using the tattoos, follows a step-by-step plan yes. to get himself out of his cell and to get his brother out as the plan is enacted, other people
0: find out about it. They yes. have to involve other prisoners. Yes, there are complications he has uh, yeah. to accommodate four. Yes. Okay. So, spoiler alert, but also it's a prison break show. It's only going to end one of two ways. Yeah. So at the end yeah. of series one, they break out of prison. Okay. Uh, t- wow. Eight of, eight of them break out of eight prison. Eight of them break out of yeah. prison. Originally, the plan was like four. I yeah. Am, I am <laughs> shocked. <laughs> yeah. Originally, four people were supposed to break out, maybe five but it's eight people now. Yes. Series 2 is them on the run, basically. Okay? Yeah, I about that. Yeah. There isn't much to highlight from Series 2 other than the fact that they're on the run. Yeah. And... Yeah, and the company. And the company, yeah. yes. We find out who's actually behind the conspiracy and they become a bigger factor in the show. Mm. Uh, an FBI agent, uh, the, the man in charge of hunting them, you sort of find out,
1: is being controlled by the company and his, man- his uh, orders are to kill all of the prisoners who escaped, basically, for reasons. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, so that's essentially season two. That's that essentially show. season two. And season two, further spoilers, but, you know, we're going to be end up talking about where the show goes. We kind of have to spoil. At the end of series two, Lincoln Burrows, the innocent man, is exonerated. Yeah. It's revealed that he didn't commit the crime, so he's exonerated. At yes. this moment, his brother, Michael Schofield, gets thrown into prison because it's believed that he murdered a company agent. Yeah, yeah. yeah in Panama in Panama because yeah. they escape to Panama because obviously if you're over the border the police can't get you but then he yeah. gets in the, he ends up getting thrown in prison in Panama so that scuppers things a little yes, bit yes and he fucked up so along with it, some other characters along with some yeah. other characters who have joined us along the way who
2: does Sarah Wayne Callies play in it because I know she's in it
1: she plays the prison doctor in the okay. first season who he falls in love with okay and she ends up sort of becoming instrumental to their escape ah uh, as she well we've already given spoilers she yeah. does help them escape uh, and then um, she kind of becomes wrapped up in what the company's up to. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, fair.
0: yeah. because in the first season, her father she, is the governor. The governor, yeah, yeah. The governor of Illinois. Uh,
1: she's equally terrible in this as she is in everything else. Oh, in.
0: yeah. And also, it should be pointed out yeah. that Dominic Purcell, who plays Lincoln Byros... Yeah, yeah that like
1: the what should be the emotional core of the show, I guess. Yes. The man who's on death row and has sort of accepted his fate. Is fucking terrible. (laughs) He's like is the worst actor.
2: Yeah, because I thought Wentworth Miller was the one everyone praised out of. Yeah,
1: he's he's like in the first season, pretty good. Yeah. Because it works in that. But basically their acting styles are Wentworth Miller is the genius, so he squints a lot, looks at things as if he's like really thinking about it and talks very calmly because he's got everything figured out. Which works in the first season because he's a bit of an enigma. Yeah. His brother is meant to be the more like he's a street thug, he's quite hard headed, he's like you know, he's the aggressive one. But everything is delivered at this precisely this pitch and tone. Everything. That's Michael really dull. Michael, oh my god, we're in deep trouble. Oh my god.
0: His eyebrows never move and he's fucking telling He is. It sounds shit. Yes. Yeah. And then you have Sarah wink Who can't demote. No, she can't, can't, demote. She can't demote. Is she yeah. worse
2: in this than she is in The Walking Dead?
0: Or It's worse writing, so... Yeah. Yeah, fair I would say so. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Her performance is probably equal, but yeah. it is the writing that, you know, yeah. makes the difference. So yes, series two, they escape, Lincoln yeah. is exonerated, Michael is thrown in prison. Okay? Doesn't feel that far-fetched yet, right? No. It still feels like the same show. Okay, series three... Michael is in a prison in Panama and it is revealed that there is somebody, I think a former company agent, yeah. who is in the same prison that the company want Michael to break out. Because he has some kind of he has something that could basically engineer the company's demise mm-hmm. and they want to take him out. But they need Michael to get him out of the prison Because Michael is a prison break genius. Because Michael is a because he broke out of Fox River, which is the prison from the first one, and it's a so, uh, maximum yeah. security prison so he is broke eight. out of one prison so surely he's the only guy for the yeah. job it, sh-
1: it should be pointed out that the character of Michael Schofield is kind of it's revealed that he's like a genius mm. it's not clear exactly how no but he's a genius so, which in television language
0: means that he just knows everything. No, doesn't he have a condition or something that makes him see things like you know those? Oh, like, like Sherlock Holmes. Like yeah, you know colors. those like explosion diagrams where it's like uh, uh, like a car, but you can see like every individual component <laughs> of the car. Yeah. He, 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 Does he? Okay. I think he can I, do
1: that. Uh, he's TV genius. He's TV genius. He's yeah. TV genius, and uh, he's a structural engineer, so he's like an architecture genius. Yeah, but. So he's a cat. Before he gets himself thrown to Fox River, before he gets himself thrown Whoa, to Fox River, <laughs> himself thrown into Fox River, it takes him like a year at least yeah. to plan everything. Yeah, like it's an intricate thing.
0: But yes, I just want to make that clear. Yes, so that we're where this ends up. And part. not only that, but because of the writers' strike, series three is like half the length of every other season. Yeah. So he's got like half the time to execute a plan that he hasn't prepared for. Yeah. But spoiler alert: he does. He does. Um. Series 3. That's shocking. <laughs> There's nothing else that happens in <laughs> Series 3. No, nah, Series 3 is planned. Yeah, Series yeah. 3 is planned. Okay, still the same show, maybe? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, one little
1: detail. Yeah. So Sarah mm-hmm. um, who's been on the outside, as like a the company sending like a message to them, of like, yes. you will do what we say. Mm. They kill her. They decapitate her. They put her head in a box. And they send it to Lincoln, who's not in prison at this point. And he's like, oh, shit, I can't tell Michael this. itchy she in Season 5... She survives that. (laughs) Yeah. She's in series four, Eddie. She's in the (laughs) one... Eddie's just retreating from the (laughs)
0: table. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So series three, we're pushing it a little bit, maybe. (laughs) he's like, oh, you broke out of one prison, therefore you can break out of this prison. Okay? So series three, they escape. Series four... Michael and, like, the people, some of the people who are involved in the Fox River Escape, and also Lincoln and Sarah, they are sort of recruited by this, um, is he FBI? Or is he Secret Service? He's not Secret Service, he might be FBI. They're recruited by this FBI agent who wants them to steal six components of, like, this uh, supercomputer owned by the company that contains plans for infinite renewable energy. And like, if they get it, then basically anyone who owns it can control the world because they can just create infinite water or infinite like yeah. solar energy. We've
1: jumped the shark onto the island of James Bond, and yes. not,
0: not even a good James Bond. No. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not about a prison break. No, no. The the twist is they're breaking in to the company building because yeah. they got to get the stuff. I'm not gonna lie, you saw the show horrendously. Kind of <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, no, it is okay. <laughs> so that, um, yeah, so that's series four. I think stuff happens in series four, but I don't remember. Obviously, Sarah Wayne Callis comes back. How does she come back? Okay. from being decapitated. The oh, they, they lied they, to
1: Michael. They get around it by saying it was another woman's head in the box. Yeah, because uh, you you never like fully see her head. You you kind of do. Yeah, but Cause, cause, he opens
0: it. You go, ah, and then you quickly see her head. It's worth saying in real life there was a contract dispute, so she's not yeah. in series three at all. So they kind yeah. of. The reason you don't see the head is because it's a fake head. Yeah, yeah. So, and and it doesn't even really look like her. Yeah, 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 But it's supposed to be her head. Oh, okay. But, yeah, and like Lincoln sees it. It's like, oh my God, they've killed Sarah. But then
2: like, oh, it just, look, just looked like her. Surely yeah. decapitating her is like the best thing that could happen in her career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she might have moped a little bit. Like, Ow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, not being funny, but you know, the best thing about the end of, like, the, the end of Seven. The what's in the box. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah that's one of the best things because of the, who they decapitate yeah yeah exactly and you don't see it yeah yeah. you just you, you decapitate to okay, Sarah, Sarah Wayne Callies, and make everyone happy Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah uh, we're starting the petition now <laughs>
0: <laughs> hashtag decapitate Sarah Wayne Cali we're
2: joking I, I really <laughs> don't like that it could be okay. there's <laughs> there's a link in the bio on the YouTube <laughs> um, 10,000 signatures
1: <laughs> cow- decapitate <laughs> Sarah Wayne Callies. Uh, we are not inciting people to decapitation. No, 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 no. Uh,
2: I am joking. I do just think she's a terrible jo- actress.
1: It's just, just, yeah, just end her career. <laughs> just do that instead. Uh, but yeah, so season four, okay. they have to break in.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and then this. you find out in the second half of series four that it's like this supercomputer infinite energy, which Michael figures out in a dream while he's getting brain surgery. Just, I feel it's like, like the Doctor Who hand thing. Okay, let's not let let's not go, let's, let's not go there. Yeah.
2: Okay, get right. to season five. Yes, because yes, why the fuck did they? Right, because series
0: yeah. four was the technically the end of the show. It was in two thousand nine. The show ended. They did like a two part special mm-hmm. not long after that, and yeah. then Prison Break ended. Yeah, definitively, definitively. Because yeah. the very end of series four is all of the surviving characters of the show visiting Michael's grave. Okay. Yeah, and then. In the two-part special, you find out how Michael actually died. Yes. And even though we don't see him die, it's very clear he's died. Yeah, he's right? dead. Yeah. Because I'm going to say it because it's it's like... Yeah, series this 5 is. contradicts it completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season... The end of Series 4, uh, Michael's and Lincoln's mother, who's presumed dead for most of the show, comes back into it. And she's like a rogue company agent who's trying to steal Scylla, which is the name of the supercomputer, to sell to like, the Chinese, I think.
1: Yeah, something
0: like that. Something like that. Uh, and... Who kills her? Sarah. Sarah kills her, right? Okay. Um, Because she's evil and she has to die, blah, blah, blah. Cool. But enough about Sarah. Sorry? But enough about Sarah. But enough about Sarah. Well, no, because... That was a joke. Go on. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yes. (laughs) You touch my leg as if, like, oh, you don't get it. (laughs) Your
1: knee. I didn't mean to, like, fully touch it. Okay. But it was kind of like
0: one of those, like, oh, bless you, kind of pats. Oh, no, that
1: wasn't meant to be a condescending pat. Okay. That
0: was meant to be a never mind pat. Oh, I see. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Um I don't know <laughs> Because that was supposed to be like did you, with did the Nevada album did, Yeah you yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I couldn't think of any other song.
1: songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kinda of said it like a shit oh well Kirk Whatever, never yeah. mind. You're gonna
0: actually sing just sing the lyrics I forgot you know, every I, song I and also what, what Kirk Cobain sounds like, yeah, but yeah. I'm still going for this joke. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I know thanks. it's a to me
1: of you making a Beatles thing and me going the, the the White Album, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, theory. <hyper-theorica. laughs> yeah, so she kills Michael's mother, uh, and then at the beginning of the final break, which is the two-part special that came out, like the the epilogue. Yeah, they to put, they four, put yeah. the
2: two-part special together as one. Yes, yes.
0: Um, they've all been exonerated at the end of the show. They're all free. Everyone is free. That but Sarah is, Wayne Cowley's Yes. Yeah. Sarah Wayne Cowley's was never on the run. No. No. She's always been a free woman. But at the beginning of the final break, she's arrested for murdering Michael's mother, right? So they put her in prison. Uh she's also pregnant at the time, which is why Michael obviously Michael would break her out anyway, because he's Michael Schofield, that's what he does. Yeah, But she's pregnant as like an extra, like, oh we have to get her out now. And at the end of the special, they they're like underneath the prison. And there's like a security door they can't get through, and Michael's like, "Oh, the only way for me to get through this security door is to basically electrocute myself to death." Yeah. So you'll just have to go on without me. So he does that. He electrocutes himself to death, and then um, the series ends. And it's like, "Oh, that's how Michael Schofield died." Because it's all he also has one him. further detail. Yeah. In the finale,
1: just before the final break. Uh, after they've been exonerated he's with Sarah on a beach it's a nice scene they're hugging and there's no starts bleeding now that character previously has had tumors okay so it's like right it's come back and then it goes from that to his grave so you are meant to assume that he's died of the tumor or something like that yeah. but but then the final break happens like no actually
0: he sacrificed he himself he sacrificed himself and then I think in his but tape... either way the tumor uh... no no because he says in his tape that Lincoln that the series the show ends with Lincoln and Sarah watching Michael's like Final confession. Yeah, yeah. And he says, like, the brain tumour came back. I was going to die anyway. Yeah. So I just sacrificed myself to save you. Uh, we're free. Wrong, ch- wrong choice. Because I had to kill Sarah yes. <laughs> <laughs> But she is now on the run, right? Because the show is, like, her and Lincoln on a yacht to Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. she's on the run because yeah. she's wanted for murder. And she's broken out of prison. Yeah. And the final line of the,
1: the whole show, mm. Michael, on this, like, farewell video, is him saying, we're free. We're finally free. Which, you know, is obvious, but yeah, that's how you end Prison Break. Yeah. Is on the line, we're finally free. We're finally free. Yeah. yeah. So it got renewed for Season 5. Series
0: 5, right? Okay.
2: So series 5 came out in what, six 17? Yeah. I've got it ago. up. Okay, yeah.
0: just, yeah, keep in mind, listeners and Eddie, where this show started, with a man wanting to break his brother out of prison because his brother was convicted of a murder he didn't commit. Yeah. Okay? In Series 5, Michael has been hired by a rogue CIA operative mm-hmm. who is sending Michael to prisons all over the world to break out terrorists, to destabilize certain parts of the Third World or just countries in general so that America can step in and tighten its grasp on their resources and their people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Michael is in a prison in Yemen. Yep. Under the name Kannel Otis as like this international terrorist type. And he is like, we're supposed to believe... Because the first three episodes... He's like, oh, I'm Kanye Loutis, I'm not Michael Schofield. Yeah, yeah. And we're supposed to believe, like, oh, this isn't Michael Schofield. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's it's clearly fucking Michael Schofield, yeah. you know? Even all the characters, like, it's clearly Michael. Lincoln, with his newfound freedom, he's just gone back to being a common street thug. Mm-hmm. And he's in the exact same position as when the show started, where he just owes money to these like really powerful people. And Sarah Wayne Callis is living in Ithaca, New York, yeah. remarried. Yeah. With her son. With her son. What a slut. <laughs> she was on the run yeah she was on the run from the law she was ne- never set foot in America again because she's wanted for murder and she's just like living in Ithaca and the show never addresses it no it never it. even bothers Twitter, it never so. even bothers addressing it I genuinely thought we'd miss something yeah yeah but like looking, scrolling like through the wiki and everything no it's just like ignored completely yeah Maybe they'll bring it up in the next series. Well, yeah. Because I've just seen on this article I'm
2: looking at that they're doing a sixth.
0: Yep. They've been saying that for like two or three years, and there's been no, like, nothing's really happened since. So I don't know, but but I think it's... It'll come back. Yeah, it's definitely coming back. Uh, Yes.
2: They've got to do nothing original, because that's what everyone does now. Yes. 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 So,
0: yeah, series five is set in Yemen, and Lincoln goes over to Yemen, and he has to like help no like what's he doing what does Lincoln do because Michael just escapes on his own well he goes over there to help him doesn't he yes yeah. but then Michael's like oh, I, don't want, I don't need your help I'm yeah. not Michael Schofield yeah yeah and then he just, just like escapes yeah yeah he escapes so they're in ISIS territory oh then, fuck yeah I forgot about I, yeah, how did yeah. I forget about ISIS this is the, the, basically this is the <laughs> oh yeah yeah series 5 they fight ISIS they, fight, right? they, they kill the leader of ISIS
1: okay <laughs> there's an image for me now that i suppose in retrospect sort of in- visually encapsulates what jumping the shark means uh yes you know, with stories hmm. and that is okay premise so if we're going from point a point alpha to point omega premise is man is wrongly convicted of a crime brother breaks into prison to break him out gets himself in prison to break him out the omega Lincoln Burroughs on the back of a truck with a Gatling gun, <laughs> aiming at ISIS soldiers Yeah, on a terrible green screen. Yes. That is the biggest sharp chuck <laughs> I think, in the
0: history of storytelling. Is this the revelation that this has all been building up to? Uh, yeah, sort of. Yes, okay. So yes, the reason this is all, we've been saying all of this. But no, I, I mean,
1: I, all that, we have to talk about season five, but yes, yes that that detail I want to get in.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes, because I um, I really like Prison Break. Series three I don't like. Series four is just kind of absurd. Um, so you like seasons one and two. I like seasons yeah. one and two of Prison Break, but I genuinely do. For a while, it was my favorite show, but that was kind of like it a while ago before mm-hmm. I'd seen more stuff. But even so, I still have a very I still have a fondness for Prison Break. Yeah, I've always got time for like series one and, and like, I say, I, series uh, two. Yeah, I've got a
2: fondness for the first like two seasons of The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah not anymore yeah the show's show's
1: shit now. Sam doesn't share my fondness I like so I saw Prison Break when I was you know 12 Mm -hmm. so I really liked it at the time yeah and just over time um no it's just gone down and down and now I kind of there are things about the first and second season that I look at and I can appreciate
0: mm -hmm. but it's not good Okay, I don't think. Okay, in my opinion. Whereas I think, as far as network television goes, it's not lost. I think Lost is probably still the pinnacle That's of, the network, thing, yeah. of network television. Yeah. Of network television, but Prison Break is still a good example of network television series one in particular. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, probably mainly series one. Okay. Particular. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want like good network television, I think Prison Break is a fairly safe bet. Okay. But yeah, maybe don't watch past series two. Yes. Um. I'm definitely not going to watch either, or, or
2: Lost, because Lost really wasn't...
0: Okay. Lost is the best network show, I would it say. It probably is, yeah. yeah. Um, you didn't want to watch Series 5? No. Because I watched Series 5 when it aired, and it, I, it was terrible, and I was insisting to Sam, watch this, it's terrible. It's so terrible, you love it. And then, like, my,
1: I watched Prison Break with my father, mm-hmm. who's also a big fan, uh, and now I'm watching it with my grandfather, who is uh, a big fan. Hmm. Uh, so yeah I've you know I've been through it a couple of times so I was kind of now that I've exhausted a lot of options and uh, uh, things to watch with those two I've been in the mindset of right can I tolerate season five because you know it, they might like it I won't but so I thought right, I'll watch it with Jordan mm. to sort of vet whether I'm able to yes. tolerate it yeah, yeah. Uh, did I tolerate it?
0: <laughs> it was tough it, it was yeah. really tough going. Yeah. I was worried initially, because it had, I hadn't seen it since it had aired. Yeah. In the first episode or two, there's kind of like an initial shock of like, oh, this is really bad. Yeah. Um, But then after, like the next couple of episodes, it's just kind of boring.
2: Yeah. So boring. I was
0: worried like, oh shit, I just re- misremembered it. Yeah, yeah. But by the time we get to the end of series five, my brain just kind of melted. Oh yeah, just gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I was honestly like my mouth was gape at some of the stuff that was happening. I actually couldn't believe they were doing some yeah. of this stuff. And in, in the final episode, moments kept occurring where I thought, right, that's the most stupid thing I've ever seen in on television ever. Yeah. And then it would
0: be surpassed by the next scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Constantly. Like, yeah. I can't believe mm. this is happening.
0: Yeah. Because I think Prison Break is... Um, the first season in particular, I think... A lot of people would call it, like, smart, the way it's sort of kind of... Some people might call it that, yeah. Yes. Well, no, it's it's very kind of... That just sounded...
1: Some people. But... <laughs> I think... Uh, right, okay. I'm not saying you have to be an idiot to, like, prison break. I'm not saying that. Mm. But yeah. I think it's an idiot's idea of clever.
0: Okay. Because it is... Pl- it's plotted in a way that where it's kind of like, you know... Oh, this... This thing has happened, which has led to this complication. So this is the solution, but we can't do that solution yeah. because this further complication has occurred. Yeah, yeah. Which means that I have to do this. Ah, but that's like so. It's kind of almost like a, a snowball effect. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's not not clever. Yeah, but
0: it's also cheap clever. It's easy clever. Okay. It's it, it's not like
1: really smart. Yeah, you know? it's kind of oh, that's clever. My I point suppose. was going
0: to be like the dialogue has never been great. It's mostly just functional. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not. No. Yeah, go on. Okay, <laughs> would you agree it's functional? Yeah, broadly. Yeah, it's broadly. But it's fun. terrible dialogue it, for all of the show. Okay, but series five in particular. Oh yeah, series I wish I could remember particular. some of like the shit they say. Just, who's the writer? The, the, the
1: showrunner is a guy called Paul T. Schuring, I think. Is he known for anything good? I no, I don't think so. I don't know what else he's done. This, I think, this might be like his
0: thing. Like just Prison Break is his mm. thing, but um. But yeah, the writing is a lot worse. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. The the filmmaking is a lot worse because it's filmed like most normal network shows, where it's just kind of like constantly on a like a tripod or like a yeah. dolly. Yeah, yeah. The camera just kind of moves every now and again. But it's both, but series five, they go for kind of like this handheld. Yeah. Look, and like whenever they're in America, because it goes back and forth between Yemen and um, in and America. Yeah. And wherever whenever they're in Yemen, everything is orange. Everything yeah. is color corrected orange. Yeah. And when they're in New York or America for some reason all of like the shots like the lights in the background is like blown out yes. so even though they're out in the streets it just looks like they're against this white backdrop it's, it's
1: sort of like a shitty version of the film Traffic which they do a similar thing where they color grade it Okay. based on where it, so
0: it, stuff in America is like very blue
1: yeah. and very dark
0: yeah and then oh yeah, the border, it's not. It's,
1: yeah, but that's well done. You yeah, know, well, no,
0: it's is. not. It's not an uncommon technique, but it's no, just no. so like um bad the way you do it. Yeah, it's very trade. bad. And the yeah. editing as well, because again, the yeah. editing—it's edited like a normal network show. Yeah. it's not bad editing, but it's not like exceptional or noticeable in any real way. No,
1: like when you get to a certain you know amount of money, mm. a certain degree of status, yeah, editing just becomes.
0: You know, there's a bare minimum standard. Of yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. It's yeah. decent. Like, I yeah. don't notice it, it's fine. Same with sound, same with, like, yeah. uh, cinematography to yeah. a degree. It's just kind of like, oh, it's all just kind of here. Yeah. But the editing was bad. There were, this, like, right? several moments where they would cut to the next scene before the last scene had finished. Mm. So there'd be two characters in, like, an aircraft hangar talking, mm. and then it would cut to a guy in an office. But the dialogue from the last scene is still happening.
1: Yeah, and not in, like, a... It's tying the scenes together. No. Or, it's just... Clumsy, yeah. It's just that they've they've accidentally left a bit in that, yeah. But there was one particular thing that we noticed. Mm. I think it's for a couple of episodes, wasn't it? Yes. Um, Lincoln, he's with the group that have escaped the Yemeni prison, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're kind of in the, the streets in this ICE, ISIL control territory, you know, avoiding detection. And whenever the camera was on him, mm. he would never be in the frame with anybody else. Yeah. But every other character you'd see the group together, and like, right, I, I started to notice that, like, because he, he's bald, there was a weird, like, sheen around his head, yeah, that looked like it might have been green screened. The background, okay, it's like, right, what's going on there? So I started to think, right, I think that he he's not in the scene, he's not filming the scenes with these other actors, yeah. he's been green screened in. Mm. And then I said that to you and Mm. you're like, yeah. And then we just kept noticing that whenever he was on screen, it would look like green screen and he never shared the scene. Never shared it, yeah. And if he was, it was like behind, so it was Mm. clearly a stunt double or something. Yeah. Yeah. So then we looked it up and yeah. was right like he was injured or something yeah he
0: was injured so like green screen him in but that was like a proper like holy shit yeah yeah the the thing that kind of really gave it away is that gapling gun scene yes where they've just broken out of prison they're surrounded by isis troops michael's about to get beheaded um because <laughs> they're recording because they're immediately like they immediately get out their camera and just put like a machete yeah. to this guy's head because they're isis because that's what they do um and lincoln gets up on like a Gatling gun and, like, the, sh- the, the, the shots with, like, Michael in the ISIS groups, it's in the daytime, right? Or is yeah. It the, yeah, it's in the daytime, so it's just kind of, like, you know, pretty... Um, you get, like, a couple of shadows here and there, but it's just very, like, even lighting because they're just out in the middle of the street. Cuts the Lincoln, and he's, like, in shadow. Yeah, yeah. And, like, all of the blacks on his face from, like, the shadows are, like, really dark and crushed. Yeah. And it doesn't even look like he's in the same location, let alone in the same scene as them.
1: Yeah. So distracting. It, it was just so badly done. Yeah. just
0: kind of... They just didn't give a shit. You, they, you could tell they just did not. No. Good. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um. Because, again, like you said, once you get to like a certain level, um, yeah, like this. a stand that of... it doesn't drop below. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this, this was not meeting this that. This dipped standard. way below that yeah. I like the
1: writing for like the um, you know, the 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 fundamentalist characters. Mm. Look, I'm not saying that ISIS have a particularly sophisticated philosophy. It's quite straightforward. It's in the book. They listen to the book. Mm. But the dial, like, they would, every sentence would be, you infidel dogs. You, infidel, <laughs> you do- It's dogs. Like, Allah God's will forgive sake, me. Allah can- will not forgive you. Yeah, you're going to hell and I'm going to paradise. Like, you can do better than this. Yeah. I know it's on Fox, <laughs> which probably probably not big in the business of, you know, giving nuanced depictions of terrorists. T- yeah. But still, we can do better than this. It yeah. It was
0: so bad. I said to you as a joke in like episode one, because obviously yeah. they're in Yemen, and Yemen is in the process of being systematically overtaken by ISIS. Yeah, yeah. So there's just constantly explosions in the background. And like, you know, so I said like, oh, the joke is, he's going to be like, every other line of dialogue is going to be, the city is falling apart. Yeah. And, all that. and then it literally it like, yeah. literally every other piece of dialogue is, this city doesn't have one more day. Yeah. we got to break out now. Jeopardy. 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 Jeopardy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not, it's not good. No. But like, What's the most- there's sorry, there's a line where I can't remember the name of the concept. It starts with the T, I think. Basically, where uh, Muslims, uh, it, they're kind of there's this idea that they're allowed to lie to non-believers to advance their cause. It's like a religious oh, okay uh, prescription. It's like Tariq or something. I, okay. I I can't remember it or Tafiq, and there's that's like the, the the deepest they get in terms of. So they have to break this ISIS guy out of prison. Yeah. And he says, oh yeah, I'll let you live. Yeah, I'll let you live. I promise if you break me out. And then they get intercepted. They're about to cut his head off. And he goes, you lied to us. And he's like, ah, Tafik, we are allowed to lie to non-believers. And he, like, you could tell they, the writers were high-fiving yeah. the day they came up with that, Just like, oh, mate, we've got such a layered understanding of Islam. It's yeah. like high-fiving in the writer's <laughs> room. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a gesture towards depth that <laughs> is just completely let down by the rest of the show. Yes. It's really
0: terrible. Like, re- I can't stress what how terrible it is. What is the most baffling thing that happened for you? Baffling? Yeah. Um, oh, there's one more detail I want to bring up about Prison Break broadly. Broadly. The not baldly, was that <laughs> Baudly, <sleep>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the main comic relief throughout the entire show is a this <laughs> character named Theodore Bagwell Teabag they call him who is a uh, child a, a, a paedophile rapist, rapist serial killer a paedophile rapist serial killer and he tea is bag. The, yeah called Teabag and he is the show's main comic relief yeah throughout the entire and thing. he is pretty much the best thing about the show yeah. Because he he kind of, he camps it up with this Alabama
1: accent. Michael Schofield. Schofield! Schofield! It's very over the top, but like, what the show deserves. Right? But he's sort of like, he goes from being one of the main villains, Mm. because he breaks out with them, to being kind of a nuisance. A recurring nuisance. Mm. And in season five, he's back in prison at the end of the show, back in Fox River, where he began. He is released... Bear in mind he's a serial killer who kills children and He's, he's them. got like nine life sentences Yeah, or yeah, something. ridiculous. Yeah. And he is released from prison. And then is kind of like drawn into everything that's going on with yeah. Michael and everything really badly. Yeah. You find out, right, that Michael is in prison in Yemen with Teabag's biological son that he didn't know existed. And Michael is kind of trying to align the fates so that Teabag meets his son so eventually they break out of this prison. They get back to America. T-Bag meets his son. They bond. They bond over the fact that they both have been in prisons and have risen to the top of the food chain in prisons. And like, yeah, and like they find out that this has happened. And T-Bag's like, aye, it's in your DNA, rising to the top of the food chain in a prison. Of course it is. I passed it on to you. You're like, right. And then he's like, Michael, why have you done this? Why have you introduced me to my son? What What's all this he's like? like, I thought that if I extended you the courtesy of doing something nice for you yeah. you would kill a man for me and go back in prison <laughs> and basically this rogue CIA dude that's been getting Michael to do all these things around the world he wants t to kill him to end all the oh separate. yeah because the
0: CIA dude turned on Michael that's why he's yeah, stuck yeah. in Yemen oh, okay. and
1: just as another middle finger yeah. the CIA dude married, is the guy that has married Sarah Wayne Cowdies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it turns out that he's, like, the uber-villain of yeah. all, like Blofeld, for lack of... For all, of all. Yeah, they stuff.
0: genuinely make it out yeah. so that he's, like, Michael's Joker. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, he's his chess. There's opponent, literally you know. a scene. There's literally a scene at the end yeah. of, like, the show, where they're in a warehouse. <laughs> and they're like, I had a contingency for this. Oh, yeah, well, I had a contingency for your contingency. Oh, yeah, well, my contingency is your contingency. Literally. Basically, yeah. that's verbatim dialogue. Yeah, And,
1: uh... Okay, so that was... That was the peak of stupid yeah. for a while. Yeah. And then, so they have having the, the big culmination of all this. They're in this warehouse. throwing a standoff. Now, the reason Michael, the, like the hold the CIA dude had over Michael is mm. they went to the cabin of this, what was he, a senator or something? I think he was the head of the CIA. Head of the CIA. And this dude, the villain, killed him and doctored the footage to make it look like Michael killed him. And that was like, the Hold he had over here, yeah. which is a callback to because that's exactly what they get to Lincoln
0: yeah. Burroughs in the first series.
1: Yeah. and it, uh, it ends in this warehouse. Uh, the villain starts pursuing Michael through the warehouse, and they end up in a room like a locker. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a locker, a, no, it's um, the back of the truck. Yeah, the back of the truck. What do you call it? A um, you know, what, what are those things called they get on ships? The fucking, yeah, yeah, um, cargo shipping container, cargo container, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, shipping container that Michael
0: has had a... Oh, God, I can't even... Right, Right. Michael... Right, on his travels, Michael broke out... Broke a... An Elvis impersonator out of a prison in somewhere, right? This Elvis impersonator just so happens to be able to create super detailed lifelike dioramas. Yeah. So Michael hires him to recreate a lifelike diorama of the murder scene... Michael then runs into the shipping container, having put on this jacket. And like, why is he wearing this jacket? Why is yeah. he stopped doing his chase put on his jacket? He runs into the shipping container. The guy runs through, shoots him in the back, in the shipping container, which is an exact replica of the murder scene. So he just kind of reframes him for yeah. the murder that he framed Michael for.
1: <laughs> and that is when I kind of, I couldn't, I didn't even know, things had broken at that point. Yeah. It's like right, that
0: is the most stupid thing. You've all you like. You you've almost just stopped processing what's happening. Yeah. Just yeah. because you can't, you know. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. I think you have spent about ten
2: minutes <laughs> explaining season five to me. Right. And I've never f- felt like I need a drink more in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's just kind of you really need to. It's a cumulative kind of effect of like I said. It starts off just like kind of oh this is just bad. This is subpar stuff. Yeah. Then it gets boring then it gets mad and by the end of it it's insane yeah. and we watched most of it in one sitting we yes. watched uh, like six episodes in one sitting which
0: is probably not advised
1: no but like at the end of it you will feel like something in the universe is broken yeah so in, in a sense like recommend it <laughs> we haven't
0: even talked about the owl Ah. oh <laughs> The first shot of Series 5 is this owl with, like, it's back to you, okay? This will be the last bit we talk about. Yeah, yeah. I promise. We, yeah. yeah we got I, I, I was got to switch up, yeah, up yeah, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. As amazing as it is. And I don't, yeah. like... I do, I do recommend it though. Is the thing I do recommend Series Five because it is just so. I can't sincerely. I, I can't sincerely. Oh yeah, it's it. not. It's not yeah, in yeah, the yeah. same vein as like The Irishman yeah. or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you're looking for a so bad right. it's a good thing and willing to dedicate time to nine episodes of a, yeah. of a series. Should I explain this thing?
1: Because I feel like I'll do it quicker. If you want. Okay. Yeah. Right. So very quickly, the villain has an office in a university. Yes. And to get into that office, it's facial recognition software. Okay. So he stands there, reads and he gets it, whatever. And Michael's been there with him so he knows this exists. Yes. Now, we know through the season Michael's had new tattoos on his hands. But you can't really make out what it is. No. Now, back when Michael first fell under the control of the CIA man and couldn't see his wife and son. Oh yeah, he made him fake his own death. He way. made him fake his own death. They went. is to- how Michael is alive. Sarah and the son went to a zoo and Michael kind of was there in the distance kind of watching them like, oh, my family. And then the villain was there watching Michael watch his family, right? And like, oh, he's going to try and get back in contact with them. There's an outlet with Um, And Michael, by the end of the season, when he's broken out and everything, Michael lures the villain to that zoo. Yeah. And, you know, there's all this stuff about, yeah, you know, checkmate, chess, like I yeah. win, you win, you know. And the villain's there and he sort of, you find out that Michael is a trap, Mm. and Michael's actually gone to the university where this office is, and has had the villain's face tattooed on his hands, stands in front of the facial recognition software, holds his hands up over his face, and it recognises it, and he gets into this office. (laughs) And as this guy realises he's been bested at the zoo, the owl snaps its head dramatically at the (laughs) camera. Yeah, and there's there's like a boom sound effect. And that is the last thing I will say. No,
0: no, it's also worth mentioning that, like, because Michael has eyes tattooed on the palms of his hands, like his big eyes. He sent a photograph to the Elvis impersonator, which the villain somehow intercepted. And it turns out that within the ink strokes, there are, like, sub, like, patterns that when the villain's, like, tech guy is reading them, it's something like... It's code. No, it's, it's code that basically spells out I've beaten you. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, like I win the. In a poetic way. But it's like literally. Give in the middle finger. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's literally within like the stroke of the ink, there are like these patterns. Yeah. And this yeah. guy's just been like drawing, like giving himself henna tattoos in prison. And he's managed to encode like these messages into the strokes of the ink that are read out at the exact moment that he bests the villain. Let's leave it there. Okay. Let's leave prison break yeah. there because Eddie is going into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> This is sort of how the Doctor Who conversation. Yes, yes. this is no, yeah. this is exactly Doctor Cute. Who. Thou know my pain. I wish, I kind of wish that there was something more to dig into with Series Five. There's not. It's it's barely. Because I just thing, I do. I, I really do like talking about it because of how bad it is. Yeah. But it is just kind of us reciting like, and then this happens. Yeah, and this happens. I already and haven't seen it. it. Yeah, So, yeah. I'm not gonna watch it. No,
1: don't. Okay. D- or, like really, don't really well I don't know if
0: anything of this if if anything we've said has caught your attention then it might it might be worth delving into yeah even if you watched the original the original prison break if you thought series 4 was jumping the shark like fucking hell look at where it ends up
1: yeah on that note
0: (laughs) oh okay (laughs) that's fair let's end it there let's end it there okay
1: Uh, we'll see you next time for the Christmas episode
0: yeah
2: bye Humbug bye Humbug